Yeah, well, I was going to... Secondhand COVID rumors. I was going to talk about drugs, so I said, let's do it on the air. Let's do it on the air. I read that people uh, are getting their smell back from doing LSD. They they get COVID, lose their smell, do well, LSD, smell comes back. Or uh, mushrooms. I, uh, I, I know a guy who lost his sensations to COVID, and that didn't work. <laughs> Did he, was that, we did our best. Was Did he know about that effect? No, no, oh, no. Oh, well, you know, he had to set an intention, I think. <laughs> okay. All right, well, you know, we'll, I'll yeah. pass that along. I'll see yeah. if we can't set Put that up. Put the bowling pins back up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Uh, really kind of separate from the smell thing. I think it's sort of in the cards anyways, so. Okay, okay, but set an intention. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll pass this along. Okay, okay. Good deal. <laughs> I mean, you know, what can't it do? <laughs> um, well, that's a very serious question, TC. And we tell a lot of jokes on here. But my latest thinking on psychedelic drugs is that they are neutral. God damn it. Is this going to be more I'm trying to get a job so I've never done anything wrong? <laughs> No, dude. Okay, good. Uh, but I just I, I was starting to hear that tone. I didn't feel good about it. <laughs> no, uh, no, but I have been freaking out. Well, I'm I'm like double. I feel like I'm getting psyched out because I've noticed for like the last three years or so, I would say, you know, the Silicon Valley, the bros, the the venture capitalists, they're all talking about psychedelics like it's the next big thing. There's like it's frustrating. There, there. You know the way dispensaries looked like Apple stores, like when they first opened up. Yeah, like the ones that had like the most money backing them. Did you ever go to Denver when uh, Colorado was the only state with recreational weed? I mean, the literal answer to your question is no. But uh, if you want to get into the details, <laughs> uh, Washington and Colorado legalized it on the exact same day, and I did go to Washington pretty early on in the process. They legalized recreational cannabis. It was election night 2012, both Interesting. by the referendum. And then did they go into effect on the same day? That's a great question. I don't know. See, I was under the impression, but maybe and Colorado... And I think that before then, Colorado had an especially lenient... Like, they had tons of dispensaries where, like, you know, you talk to a doctor for two seconds. Okay. Well, so, like yeah, they yeah, had, yeah, They yeah, were yeah. in much more of a gray zone than, like, many places are now. Well, the, the only reason I, I bring it up is, like, right when the recreational bud was, was popping over there... Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a dispensary that opened like in like uh I don't remember what it's called, but like in downtown Denver, there's like a pedestrian mall kind of area. Okay. You know, the, the tourists are hitting it up for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh like, you know, I've I'm I have a, a lot less Denver, Denver experience than I'd like. It seems like a nice place. It's like the river walk, but no river, I would say. Mm. And maybe some more stores. I mean, the most important thing is that river though. Agreed. <laughs> like it's not that tight. But it was the closest place to my hotel with a dispensary. Okay. Uh, and it was like very Apple Store-like, like, you know, very sleek. Yeah, I feel like most of the ones I go in now are still... That's still the aesthetic? Not all. I mean, I went to one in Arizona last weekend that was definitely just here. I would say it varies a lot more now. Yeah, yeah. McDonald's. And, the, and it, was like the, like it was the highest rated one in the, Interesting. the general central area. And I would say that, you know, 
offerings were top notch. Good. Yeah, uh, that's good. But it was it was definitely just you know next to the McDonald's. Well, I I just thought that and it felt next to the McDonald's. Well, this place felt like it was like, you know, you think things would get better when cannabis became legal, but it was like you know twenty five dollars a gram. And you got the sense that, you know, the at least 15 of that was paying for the Apple store, like design and all that, you know, the the private equity group that like, because I remember reading about it, like in the Denver Alt Weekly or whatever, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. About like, I don't know if it was a private equity group or whatever, but it was like probably you know, rich dudes getting in and being like, this is the wellness space. And, you know, I'm all about wellness. Nick Lachey but, fucking things up for everyone. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Does the listener know uh, enough? Are they psychotic enough to make the connection that? I think they are. <laughs> Good. Uh, I know all my former Excel students understand. Yeah, probably. I mean, so, yeah. Nick Lachey was... Wait, he, actually, I don't he's know. He's involved in crafting an especially pe uh, corrupt piece of legislation oh, in Ohio. that, yeah, that Ohio yeah, yeah, voters yeah. voted down. I think it's the only time that marijuana has been, recreational marijuana has been on the ballot and it got rejected. And, That's wild. Uh, it, large, I think in Arizona that it failed close once and then passed. Didn't Florida, maybe? I th That's a great question. I don't know. Dude, I'm a, dude when Florida goes... Or is Florida now? I don't think so. I don't think and so And I was, I was thinking, like, as I bought legal weed in Phoenix, I was like, the fact that you can't do this in Miami is insane. I was thinking, that's funny that you went Miami. I'm thinking, what's the rest of Florida about when legal weed comes? I mean. That's going to be sick, dude. I know. I, I, it, was, it was something that was being discussed. During the two months that I lived there, it was being discussed. Yeah, I know it was on and, the ballot recently, I think. I mean, I think like medical was being discussed. And it, it might have even passed. I don't know. What about Louisiana? It, if I'm living there. No, medical is passed in Florida. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm so pretty I'm sure. just saying like, you know, if it's somewhere you live, like obviously I get the medical license. Like, true, true, you know, true, true. Yeah. Uh, just be able to fucking smoke legal blunts just standing on the beach. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the that is wild, dude. The life. Uh but all I'm saying is like, uh, so obviously this is, all, dude, I realized, I, I wrote this in my journal the other day. I invented being Cali sober, dude, and they sent me to Excel for it. Mm, mm. How much does that suck, dude? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I went Cali sober in 1998. You can. Uh, and I got punished for it. You can crop the photo such that these things all appear true. <laughs> it's true, dude. I mean, you know. Don't fucking punch the janitor, and I think you're in a better spot. <laughs> I know, but I mean... Have we told that story? No. I don't yeah, think that was, so. See, I want to get back into classic life skills content. I agree. Uh, and I just don't know that I have any more stories. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting I feel like, yeah, yeah. So let's get them out, dude. We, I know, let's talk we about should. punching the janitor, doing <laughs> the mental flips in your mind, the, the, all the classic uh, Al stories. True. Yeah, 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 definitely. Did you even tell, I know that we talked about your, uh, Palm Beach rehab a little bit. Yeah, but we mentioned it. Did we even like get into like the whole like how you got out of there and like have we gone over all that? Do you I know? don't think so. Okay, on the podcast, a lot, a lot left on that boat. I know it is weird. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. I'm. I don't have it. Like, there's just so much going on there. I just want to get it right, but 
we got maybe some time, it's just dude. time to just let it rip too you know what i mean i mean like, we've been doing this for like nearly a year now and the other we thing started is like last february the I fact think. that i tell a story on a podcast doesn't mean i can't write down another version of it fuck know, dude you can just do context. the same story again on the podcast next week if you feel like yeah, it. there's no true. rules brother that's true that's true yeah i gotta set the right scene though i actually do need to or not need to to do it right i would want to like uh do a, a conscious recollection at least once of like all right what comes to me like from you know the way like when we started you had like some just some notes written down sure i think that would be helpful okay because uh, you know we'll get distracted and stuff so that way we can we can come back you know because they're the short the stories are kind of in the anecdote the title of them it's fast you know it's like punch the janitor i didn't actually punch the janitor i got punched by the janitor <laughs> janitor I, punched you i mean ish like it was a scuffle uh <laughs> you know I, each of our arms and hands connected with each other's bodies i would say okay. but like he basically as an adult man uh you know asserted his will more than i did it like broke up pretty quickly that makes sense but he threw me against the locker like you know as it ended like so that you, is how you our can't bodies just go separate. through the whole thing. Yeah, well, I guess okay. I already am well, now. You just, well, you just start well, like from the start. So I want to hear everything about fucking it. Shit going on, man. Like, I don't think I'm trying to think if like uh, I know I ate mushrooms around this time. Oh yeah, but I don't think I didn't know that you did them as a as a youth. I did once, and then I tried to do acid like two or three times, and then I can't remember. I think my friend had acid and took it like in school. Nice. Uh, and, but I don't think like, cause I remember I was supposed to do it with him, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. I think I was like, no, I don't want to be on acid at school. But so I wasn't like on any drugs or anything. I really wasn't on any drugs. And my parents were in fucking London. Uh, hmm. So I was staying. Like on business? I think it was like business, but you know, if you're going to London on business and your your wife is kind of like, oh, that must be fun. And then, but so there's kind of like a lot of business conventions or like whatever. There's stuff where you end up bringing your wife, I think. So, yeah, my parents like did that, I think like twice. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually remember exactly. Okay. Uh, but so I was staying with my next door neighbor who, you know, they had a, a kid my age who we were like kind of friends uh and then actually his cousin's best how's friend, he doing he's good i think he cooks for a restaurant in maine okay uh it's a chill life i'll bet yeah i think it's come you know touch and go you know it's seasonal yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. it's tourist dependent mm -hmm. uh but his cousin was wild dude his cousin was from maine and he had to book it from maine because he shot a deer out of season and like it was like the last straw with the local PD up in Maine. That's a very Maine crime. Uh, I know, dude. So he came down to Princeton High School to live with his aunt, uh, and he got in with the wrong crowd almost immediately. And so then they were coming around my house, and there was this kid that from Princeton that he was hanging out that was always trying to sell me bum acid, like. But I knew, and then he would get mad and be like, "I'd be like, I don't want." How that. did you know? Like someone told me. Yeah, like someone was like, acid. "Don't buy acid work. from Josh." <laughs> like okay. He's nice. trying to nice. sell you fake acid. Yeah, we're like really nasty, like something else, or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, "I'm not buying that." And then he would like, 
You ever, you know those people I feel like that as like, a 14 year old it would have been hard <coughs> for me to still heed that advice of like, eh, but it might fuck that dude <laughs> uh I just, and then he would get all mad there was a know? lot of red flags that i just fucking cruised right through like i i <laughs> yeah. definitely uh my like the first time that me and, me and the boys tried to buy weed it was uh a guy had come to visit our friend's older sister and i remember i remember she was like not cool about the whole thing she was not pleased that we were smoking with her brother uh so it's kind of like whenever she was like out of the room there's something like that or like i think he was like driving up and like before he got there we were like hey man uh can you uh help us out and he's like yeah give me the money i'll be back in a little bit just never saw anything again. oh that's happened to me i can't <laughs> yeah. act like it hasn't you know but i feel like this dude there was a thing and like, then we found the guy who shot us straight and sold us a dime bag for 40 bucks jeez jeez louise dude this is good stuff though I mean, that was the Jamaican. I've told, I've mentioned Jamaican, Jamaican red, red hair. hair. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I got bombed got. out on some Jamaican red hair like early in my weed career. I still remember this. I mean, it's not like it was bad, but it wasn't $40 for a dime bag. Good. That was the first this time I had a bomb. prices or yeah, 2001. Yeah. This was 60 and 8th and 99. Dude. Or I think, no, no, no. That's no, a lot. no. 35 and 8th and 99. Okay. Uh, I think. Yeah. Because I remember, dude, I sold the kid oregano once for 35, an eighth of oregano. Yeah, the boys came over one time and got me to smoke oregano. And they were like, how, you know, how do you feel? And I was like, it's good. <laughs> and uh, then they were like, you know, cackling and like, it's oregano. I'm like, man, this is so fucked up. You shouldn't do this, people. But anyways, let's go find another kid. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny, man. Uh, that's what bullying is all about, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, so... I, what I'm saying is like, I think I was just being regular, you know, but there was this Janet. So what you got to understand is like, there was like, they called it McDon McDonald's in Princeton high school. It was called McDonald's. It wasn't McDonald's, but it was like McDonald's. It looked like McDonald's seating. I think like it, it was like tables and those kind of like molded chairs. So it was like outside the cafeteria and it had vending machines. And we okay. would hang out there. It was like where the Cranberry kids, because you remember I'm from Cranberry. We go to Princeton High School. That's why that dude Josh was always trying to sell me bad acid because there was like kind of a, a trope of like the naive farm kids from Cranberry come to the the tough town of Princeton sure, and yeah, get, yeah. you know, sold dime bags for 40 bucks or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but I was like, I was, you know, I fell in with the bad crowd very quickly and they didn't, you know, that guy had enemies anyway. So everybody was like, fuck that guy. Uh, but his girlfriend was so hot anyway. Uh, Does she want to come on the cast? I wish she had, well, I don't want to get into her. Uh, <laughs> do you know what she's doing now? I'm, I'm about to Google her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do remember her name. Uh, she, her little sister was in my year okay uh her i'm i know i was gonna say her little sister might be the new york times picture but oh, I, don't, wow. I don't think it is dude does uh, the audience know what the new york times picture is no dude i don't well no will you I, tell them we will yeah okay. yeah that's earlier than this though well dude so uh anyway man see this is why i should have taken notes if i wanted to do this but i'm saying like uh 
there was like a McDonald's, there was the McDonald's land, right? Mm-hmm. It's by the cafeteria. It's where all the troublemakers are hanging out. I can picture it easily. And there's like a wall of doors, like big doors that will take you into the cafeteria or like windows and then a door. You know what I mean? But I like do, I do. The entrance to the cafeteria and it's a very low ceiling. Uh, and, you know, like the vending machines aren't much below the ceiling. Um, it's clearly like a makeshift area. Mm-hmm. And you used to be allowed to smoke there. So in like Princeton High School didn't ban smoking until like 1996 or something. Awesome. So I started there, or like 95, 94 or something. Like I started, I think in 1997. And it was like, you would get detention for smoking, but you wouldn't get like kicked out of school or anything. Uh, And it's like, people were like, yo, the seniors were allowed, if you were over 18 or over 17 or something, you're basically allowed to smoke. Uh, you know, in the parking lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you were at one point allowed to smoke in this McDonald's area. Mm. So it was still, it was like, and it was right by where kids would sneak out to like smoke, do drugs. It was by this area called the dungeon, which was like these staircases that like a lot of no good went up, went on there. Even uh, worse than McDonald's. For sure. So I'm saying these are like the worst vibes for an authority figure in the school. Mm-hmm. And it's like a gauntlet for the fucking janitor to walk through. I'm sympathetic to this janitor now. Like, <laughs> as I think about it as an adult, I'm like, this dude was clearly on edge. Like, cause it's like, you're walking through the McDonald's land and it's just open season. You're like the guy at Top Golf picking up the balls, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, these are antisocial kids, dude. Like, yeah. they will fuck with the janitor. I'm not a fuck with the janitor guy. Ever since, not that I ever would, but I did see the Boy Meets World where they were mean to Sean's dad because he was the janitor. And that really did. I was like, man, that, that is I'm so with fucked that episode. up. Like, I mean, think about it though. Yeah, you know that does I mean? sound messed up, yeah. Like in front of Sean, like some kid's like, hey, Sean, your dad's gonna clean this up and like, you know, throw something on the ground or whatever. It's like, fucked yeah, up. dude, I mean, I'm getting upset right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but kids would fuck with this janitor for sure. And like, I knew some of them. And there was this kid, of course, his name was Chad, dude. <laughs> and he's like, he's an IT guy for Merrill Lynch now. Way uh, too far having a- Maybe a, not, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Character named, uh, no, I wasn't talking about you. I don't care, you can fucking give his social security number out. Uh, putting a character named Chad in the new Matrix. I, didn't, I haven't seen it. Well, I mean, Trinity has a husband, his name's Chad. That's pretty cool. Is he a Chad? I mean, quite clearly, he's intended to be. His I name's goddamn that. Chad, dude. Yeah, Trinity wouldn't marry a non-Chad. Even and I mean, you know, it's a whole thing. What, her being married? Yeah, yeah. So what, they wake up in the present day, and they're like, whoa, we're in the Matrix again. You just see the movie. I'm going to. I hope I see it by the time my wife listens to this, because she... It was kind of a thing during the holiday. Uh... We were supposed to do, you know, like watch a movie one night. Mm-hmm. Your boy went to bed by mm-hmm. 7.30 every single night. Self-care. I had to, man. I was falling asleep. Yeah. I was like, look, I look. as much as I would like to fall asleep watching The Matrix 4, you know, it would just be better to do it in bed. I'm sorry. Like, I don't. I don't enjoy falling asleep on the couch with a TV no. blaring. No, I don't like that it's, at all. It's very dis 
dystonic to me Mm-mm. you know yeah it's like it's not a good time man basically life out of order yeah i think that's basically how the janitor felt walking through the mcdonald's Definitely. area there you go. <laughs> and my friend Chad basically uh like he had a tray of something. Mm-hmm. And I think he like he didn't do the dump, like the you know, dump it and clean it up or something like that. But he acted like he was going to, you okay. know? And he was like, like really messing with the guy. And then I think like at the last minute like threw it like and and tipped it off you know what i mean like into the garbage can yeah yeah, yeah. and okay. like was like you know kind of like messing with the guy i think not nice but no harm no foul yeah i think so you know what i mean and not nice at all not cool definitely fucking with this guy and there's a definite air of like you can't do anything back adult mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, and I get that. That is a punk ass kid thing to do. Uh, and, but like, so he does that and there's like, there's lockers on one wall, kind of like caddy corner, like to, to where they are. And I'm there with other people who have seen this all go down. And it is funny, dude. Chad was funny, man. He was a Chad. Uh, and he was very like, uh, athletic and like acrobatic uh like so he was goofy like so he looked funny doing all this stuff so everyone was or a lot of people were laughing Mm -hmm. clearly set the janitor off dude no one likes to be laughed at by teenagers i wouldn't i get that yeah and i don't know if i was laughing or not so let's assume i was okay uh i'm not gonna like difficult to imagine him reacting if you weren't laughing but well so he so he like kind of like spun out dude he was like really like he now i'm laughing because i'm thinking of something else that it reminded me of sure uh i might have told this story stop me if i have when i was at camp not as a counselor but as a kid mm-hmm. uh, most of the kids there were from the truck what i call the tri-state area new york new jersey pennsylvania and almost what all about of them, connecticut fuck connecticut definitely not i feel like sometimes when they say tri-state they mean connecticut they do they don't mean Pennsylvania, I don't think. Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Also, Pennsylvania and New Jersey Why can't we and just Delaware. call it the Quad State? Yeah, I mean, it's all really just kind of the, the mid-Atlantic region, really. And that, Although, I guess New York is its own thing. So I feel like New Jersey kind of gets lumped in with New York. But where I'm from in New Jersey is really more Pennsylvania than New York, I would, if I had to say between but the But it's the minority of the state. I mean, it's literally equidistant. It's in the middle of the state and equidistant between Philadelphia and, and New York. Cranberry is. There's like a sign in the middle of Cranberry that has arrows going one way and the other. But culturally, I would say it's more South Jersey. There's like kind of this stupid New Jersey bicker, you know, in-joke, of like whether or not central New Jersey is a region that exists mm-hmm. or whether it's just north or south. But like Princeton, I would say, defines central New Jersey. I'm going to throw in with the people who say there is no central New Jersey. No, I think that I think it defines it because it's not culturally just uh, supporting New York City. But South Jersey is like rural, kind of poor. Uh, it's much scrappier. And they talk like they're from Philadelphia or like Delaware. 
whereas mm-hmm. North Jersey talks like they're from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, like South Jersey is that like nasty Philly, you know. Came yeah. up on uh, came up on IJB today, but I uh, or my mother actually received a Christmas letter from my great uncle who lives in New Jersey. That's nice. It was one of the more interesting <laughs> a Christmas, Christmas letter. It was well, I mean, you know, like a Christmas card with like an update. Okay, okay. That's I was picturing thing. like a hand drawn because I'm assuming this guy's old. I definitely. Yeah, so I I'm, think it might actually been the wife typing like an, it. Oh, okay. See, I, I, in my mind, like, also assumed he had no wife. He's a bigger character. Like, I mean, you know, nah, they've been, you know, like high school sweethearts. Yeah, I assumed he his high school sweet. I don't want to cast. You know, uh, I mean, you know, who knows how much longer? I don't know. I just There's immediately filled in cards. like this is a lonely man sitting down at Christmas, handwriting a letter to his like long lost niece. It's two lonely people <laughs> together writing a letter <laughs> okay. that focuses exclusively on their opinions of the uh, COVID restrictions and the new president. Good lord! Okay, they're against. I love this shit. Are they? Are they from South Jersey? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, he's uh, he was at one point the uh, top non-elected port authority, uh, like ah, police. Okay. Like the like they got their you know they got their own police for the port, the port authority. authority. Sure. Yeah. And uh, he was he was the top non-elected. Okay. Bill Fleming. The top non-elected what? Uh, you know, officer person of the whatever. police of the port authority police. That's cool. Is it that cool? Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, big ups to him. He Port Authority is a big deal. He chose a field and he excelled in that field and for that. I mean, I like him. It's basically a city. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's pretty cool how the Port Authority is governed. Because it's like uh, three seats go to New York or New York City, I think, Mm -hmm. and then two go to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, technically an airport in a lot of ways. You know, uh, do you remember the scandal with like the top Port Authority guy a couple years ago? I don't remember. He had a vacation home that was like two hours outside Columbia, South Carolina. (laughs) Okay. And like, why the fuck would a New Jersey resident have a vacation home in South Carolina anyways? Uh, Yeah, it is a huge issue in New Jersey. So many people work for New Jersey and don't even live there. And they, they're like, they, so like New Jersey residents pay taxes for this bloated government that drives up the taxes for the residents of New Jersey so much that its own employees are like, yeah, Delaware is actually pretty tight. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel, I understand the point you're making there and I, I agree with you, but uh, Delaware makes some sense. South Carolina is yeah, very yeah, yeah, far yeah. from New Jersey. But it's vacation. But you go anywhere, you're like, you know what? Just those fucking, the low See, country woods. It wasn't coastal. You can't win. You know, Chris Christie stays. If this is Hilton Head, Chris I would Christie stays you. in New Jersey. <laughs> okay. And goes to the beach. I think there's some other options <laughs> available. This was not beach, though. This was inland South Carolina. He okay. had a vacation home. I still don't understand what the big deal is. Uh, he, like, uh, went to, I think it was Delta. It was like... Uh, 
I see you dropped a oh, flight to Columbia. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Be a shame if some <laughs> of these negotiations didn't go good for you. Oh, that's tough. Anyways, I hope that flight comes back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff just makes me kind of... My I, uncle didn't do that. I have to assume that, that. He, uh, he shook his head and said, no, no, like the guy on the subway reading Mein Kampf. Probably, yeah, probably. No, your uncle was probably, you know what? He was probably like, look, every day I got a small city. I got, I'm, I'm a cop. I'm supposed to be immigration. I'm supposed to be narco. I'm supposed to be, I mean, that's all going down at the Port Authority. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got yeah. people coming in. There's, I mean, it's one uh, of the my major. My dad saw him drive on the sidewalk. Your dad saw his own father drive on the sidewalk? Or no. this guy? Yeah, this guy. He's it's not... my it's my dad's dad's brother. Dad's dad's brother. Great uncle. Yeah. So they okay. went to go visit him. Dad was in the car. Uncle Bill's driving. <laughs> Wait, did he's he not happy like... with the pace of traffic? So this is like he cop sees stuff. Some space. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He <laughs> might have he might have like like uh, taken out the portable light, Fuck the yeah, mobile dude. light, <laughs> yeah. popped it on. What's up, dude? Uh, there was another one. He was uh, racing his brother, my grandfather, to uh, to dinner to see who could get there first. Okay. And uh, you know, Grandpa, being the amazing driver that he is, was uh, was pulling ahead, and Bill flash the bright like uh you know damn. turned on the sirens and damn grandpa didn't know it was bill like he pulled he, over yeah damn. <laughs> just fucking rockets by him wow see that's why i'm an anarchist man yeah just abuses of power left and right absolutely is what I'm trying to say. yeah man well the port authority is pretty cool as far as i'm concerned <laughs> i mean new I've, jersey uh, is I've such a the path train it's I such like a train. dumb place man like Bridgegate is so fucking stupid, dude. That's like the kitchen guys at Excel would have done Bridgegate. A hundred percent. Like it's very kitchen guys at Excel. That's so fucking kitchen <laughs> like, guys. And one of them was from New Jersey. Absolutely. And the other one was from Maryland. I mean, basically All New of them, Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Just the general Atlantic. Exactly, Italian. dude. It's a very nasty region, man. I don't like it. I do like it, though. <laughs> uh, I have this statement from you earlier. <laughs> yeah, I saw that recently. I don't know what I was watching. The uh, I brought it up left and right. Um, you know, the Rick James, like, of course I never put my feet on Charlie Murphy's couch. Yeah, yeah I remember putting my feet on his couch. So what? <laughs> I mean, like, I do feel it. You know what I mean? I definitely. Like, I've, I got more sense than that. I think that's what he's saying. He's like, I got more sense than that. And I'm like, Rick James does have more sense than doing what is being described. I agree with him. And alongside that, the factual record seems to indicate he did put his feet on the couch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I remembered what it was. It was a, a real housewife of, of Utah. That same lady who married her dead grandmother's husband because she ran the church so insane yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so she got in trouble i don't think she's gonna get thrown off the show but one of the other housewives of utah is polynesian she's not even mexican 
Okay. Uh, but she's uh, always an interesting <laughs> sentence. No, I know. Trust me, I'll get there. <laughs> like, like, I kind of hope you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. She's please, not don't, even please don't distract me, dude. I, <laughs> like, this is a loop. You got to close it. If you say the sentence, she's not even mentioning me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So, but anyways, a janitor. <laughs> So so she uh she's going down. She's in trouble for some sort of like tax thing. Uh-huh. Like uh multi-level marketing, something. I don't know. Some sort of the feds are, are going after her. Sounds like some Utah crime. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So she was like coming out of court or coming out of the hotel where she met with her lawyers or something. Like uh she was not, they're always on camera, so I'm not sure exactly why what she was doing. But she was like, she was dressed nicely mm -hmm. uh, in the other woman's defense, the Colt woman's defense. So the Colt woman was like, uh, everyone was offended because she said the Polynesian woman who's going to go to jail looked like she was one of those Mexican cartel ladies. Uh, and no one on the cast of Real Housewives of Utah is Mexican. But they were all like, that's, you know, that's offensive. I think I couldn't tell. I don't really understand why. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't tell if it, in they, they're not like the most, it's not the best of the Housewives franchise, to be honest. See, you had uh, previously told me explicitly that it was the best of the Housewives franchise. Yeah, since then, I think I've come around more to either Los Angeles or Beverly Hills. Okay. I can't remember which one it is it's got a you remember denise richards i do remember that there was a person named denise richards at one point i think either her or her sister or both of them is on this one and so you're ready to say it's the best one and you're not sure a, who the cast is yeah it's just like when i'm in the room i like the vibe more the quality of the drama is better the oh there's this lady that's funny on it too she's also going to jail she is married to. Uh, I I have been obliquely aware of this story. <laughs> the lady that's married to uh, Aaron Brockovich, lawyer. Yeah, and is he? He's, he's, going, he's to jail? going to jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're getting a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah. Uh, so Why basically, not? so there. So that's where I'm like back to Utah. I can't tell. And they're not as articulate as the Housewives of L.A. or Hollywood or whoever it is where the Aaron Brockovich wife is, you know, mm -hmm. residing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm like, are y'all mad because it's racist? Or are you mad because she was like saying something about your friend's very sensitive situation? But what it really is, is I think they're like bullying this lady. I mean, not that what she said is not racist, but. It doesn't like, I mean, like it mentions race yeah i mean that's, I think, that's about as like no uh, but i i might have kind of like whitewashed it a little bit i think she okay. said it like she looked like one of them cartel you know like in in a way that it's like othering them did I she would use say. a slur i think she just said like mexican and cartel i think but that's where i was like at times when they were talking about how offensive it was that she said that i was like are y'all offended that she said she looked like a mexican person that's the worst thing you could say about it. That's kind of racist. Of yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like. I would never. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, never be accused. I am Polynesian. <laughs> like, 
so I don't know, but like anyway, that she massively did the Rick James because uh, <laughs> she was like, "Now look, that's the I was not brought up like that. I would never say something like that. Got too much I would sense. never call someone like someone something like that. I mean, look, she was walking out of the hotel. She was wearing that glorious Versace jacket, and she looked like you know one of those the wealthier <laughs> cartel girls. And yeah, so, I mean, we're talking yeah, about. She, you I know, mean, look, she looked like a cartel girl. It's a prestigious and position. Look, yeah, and she's like, and look, this is I barely even remember saying it. <laughs> 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 it's just, it's all, the way they could do it in one like just fluid. Yeah, uh, it's it's incredible. Uh, so anyway, now that I've closed that loop, I don't know how we got there, but there's no need to know. Yeah. The jan so the janitor was on edge, dude. He's running through the gauntlet. The kids are laughing at him. It's like in my mind, at least now it's taking on like the mental hospital and Joker, like flickering lights. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yes. That's also how I imagine you it. Know, one of the kids is screaming, but not making any noise. Uh, for some reason, everything looks green. Oh yeah, just a little definitely, green. definitely. Um, and so, like, everyone's laughing at him, and he does. Oh yeah, that's why I was thinking about the the camp kid. So there was a kid that came there, and he really was like a he. It was like very country mouse and city mouse, you know. I mean, we were all in the country uh, or in the mountains, mm -hmm. but uh, this one kid came from like North Carolina, and his name was Max, and he was like platinum blonde but as like a nine-year-old boy which okay. is like usually you're aging out of your blondness by that point you know yeah, yeah. But i felt like that kind of spoke to his problems mm -hmm. like he was very regressed or like he was just like emotionally not stunted but it's like yo the kids from new york were worldly to me and i wasn't from you know the hills of north carolina where max was from yeah or wherever like uh i mean this is probably around the time the movie kids was being made yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, and that, I don't think those kids were doing exactly kids level stuff. Mm, but they're uh, from New York, dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Different kind. I mean, definitely. I think I have told some of those camp stories. Uh, those are some of the stories I got into before. But yeah, not you know, giving each other AIDS. No one gave each other AIDS. That's Everyone. Good. There was a lot of sexual precocity, I would say, going on. That's dude. That's yeah, what I was saying. Wild. Dude, I, th when, that was not my camp experience. When I found out Epstein was recruiting at them, I was like, "Yeah, of course." Like, it's yeah, like, again, not my camp experience. We did have the blobs. So that was tight. It's just a big air thing you could jump into. It was in the lake. Yeah, I, I know about the so, blob. We got that. Yeah, I would say as a camper and as a counselor, but it was no it's a pretty depraved. To my knowledge. Yeah. Anyway. I would, I think, still send my kids to camp, but only if they had the right personality. Hell yeah, they got the blob. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, dude, this kid Max was like... Sky Ranch had, at the time, the longest zip line in Texas. That's cool. It was a full I like that. Mile. I uh, have only done a zip line once. I'm not like the biggest heights guy. I've like never it. like declined a zip line. I, mean, I, I haven't done a zip line like since then, but I love that one so much. I would still describe myself as a big zip line guy. <laughs> would you do one now? A hundred percent. I wouldn't, dude. I don't want all those straps around my pelvis like that. <laughs> it's just, just it always too looks long so uncomfortable, dude. No, no, that's not what me. 
Uh, I'm gonna need the big, the big straps. <laughs> yeah, do you, you have any like saying? harnesses for guys with big dicks, <laughs> yeah. like really long dicks? You guys ever put horses on these things? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'll just use the regular harness, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like, I'll you know just... that picture of Kanye when he's doing it with Cam? Uh, no, I don't know if like, I do. There's some meme of there in like Costa Rica doing like a zip line. Of course, and he's yeah. like looks very sad. But, uh, and it's like, uh, the, but it, the way it like cuts into your legs, like it just, I don't, it doesn't look like it feels that good. The juice is worth the squeeze, my man. I guess. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not really, I am a thrill seeker still, but not like that anymore. I just don't, I don't know. I think now that I'm older, like the feet on the ground, but get this. I mean, we probably only got a couple good thrill seeking years left. in the clouds. (laughs) okay good uh yeah no i feel that but you know what's a better feeling than you know making a good podcast what's more thrilling than that jet ski what if uh yeah i could see that see that is like uh like when we went out on the boat that time Mm -hmm. that was really a lot of fun i still have that like inside me i can get into that state of excitement at any time it was yeah, like and a, I, I feel you got screwed. The the jet ski broke like right before you. Got I don't there. really care. I was happy that they broke, and uh, I've been happy every time they don't work. Because uh, I thought to myself, I'd much rather spend time hanging out than doing jet skis. So I mean, try the jet skis and say that. I mean, yeah, I would try them if they're. I'm not out there sabotaging them. <laughs> <laughs> I never know. I didn't find that one went wrong. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Uh, Anyway, the, the kid, Max, it turned out he could, like, barely read. And when that got revealed, like, he had been bullied all summer. And then it, like, turned out he could barely read. And so and, they like, then the kid figured easy. that out. No. Everyone started, <laughs> like, figuring on. it out. Well, that's what I'm saying. The vibe really reminded me of Max. So, like, it was, like, everyone realized at once, like, I think someone was, like, you can't read, you know. And he was, like, yes, I can, you know. And it, someone was, like, read, some. read that right now, you know. And he was like, I don't want to. And it was like, uh, you know, like one of those. Ongoing, like once every three episodes in Always Sunny, there's a Charlie doesn't know how to read book. (laughs) I mean, that's funny now. Obviously, I just laughed at you just saying that those jokes exist. They're good jokes. Uh, But there's a lot of pain behind them, I would say, (laughs) (laughs) to the people who didn't know how to read. If any of the listeners didn't know how to read, I'm sorry, dude. I, I hope that you can now. We had a, I'm a huge fan of there reading. was a there's a Cowboys player. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Dexter Manley. I could be wrong, Couldn't but read. he came and spoke at my school, and uh, yeah, he he graduated Oklahoma State and couldn't read. <laughs> I mean, if you can play football, you could get away with a lot of stuff. Dude, guys. reading is very Western culture, though. Too like I have, I have been reading about that lately. Well, ironically, reading about it, mm-hmm. but you know, there are different kinds of literacy. I mean, you I'm know what I'm that. saying? Yeah. So, no, he, I, I have very specific memories of sitting in the the school cafeteria. He's like, and then I heard this noise. He's talking about when all the other kids are reading, and he's like, and then I heard it again. And again, I said, what's this noise? It was a page turning. Whoa, dude. The other kids were were reading the books, and he's just like, I'm still on one. That's still like a, a cool way of telling that story. Yeah, no, I mean, he was a pro- fucking professional speaker, you know? Like, he, like mean, the thing he did so at that point in his life was go around. huh? He's clearly not dumb. Yeah, no, I mean. You know? 
I would agree. But I think Max is pretty speaker. dumb. Oh, well. But I'm saying, like, if if you took you or me and gave us the same amount of time uh, and we're like, go be good at football versus, like, him being like, go learn to read, it's like, we'd probably be worse at football than he was at reading. No doubt. You know? So I mean, I'm not here to say that he's, uh, you know. Yeah, that uh, story now has me feeling bad for making fun of Max. But... You know? Yeah, you made fun of a nine-year-old for not being able to read. I, I was also about nine, that. though. Yeah. You okay, know. yeah, that's a good point. I wasn't making fun of him tonight, I don't think. No, I don't think so. And it really, until like the most recent thing, it kind of sounded like the other kids were giving it more now. No, we were all giving it to him. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, because here's the thing. He started, uh, I, I think our counselor, this, this like would happen all the time, because the counselors are all like 20-year-old kids. Mm -hmm. They're all just hanging out, going, talking to their friends, you know, trying to talk to the girl counselors. Like, so we're unsupervised basically the whole summer. Mm -hmm. It is Lord of the Flies. It's awesome. Uh, and yeah, so, I, I'm still deeply shaken by the revelation <laughs> of how long parents were leaving their kids at this summer camp. It's insane, man. Eight weeks. They would have gone 10 if we let them. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just like... Uh, they put him up for adoption at that point, or guys. They basically did by me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. I didn't make them brush their teeth the whole summer. <laughs> <laughs> It'll work Who out. Well, you, I know you, that. can That's go, you, you can go summer without it. It's not <laughs> yeah, that big a deal. It really isn't. How many teeth I got still, dude? All exactly. Of them. All exactly. Of them. Uh, but anyway, he fucking flipped out like once he got confronted with his illiteracy. <laughs> no way. And, like just did the like, you know, the full spaz, like, yeah! Like just like screaming like that, like continuously, like, ah! I mean, just, just think about how just, most people would be if their deepest, darkest fear came true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the banshee flail, you know, just like he's trying to wail on people while this is happening too. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, he's got a bunk bed of like little fucking chimpanzees just like ooing and eyeing at him. You <laughs> I don't think I mean? I've like, ever been as ashamed of anything as he must have been. <laughs> Like, yeah, right? When I think about it, yeah, it probably like, was. I've never carried a secret that was as big as like, I'm in fourth grade and I can't read. He went home the next day, dude. I don't know if it was <laughs> like the camp was like, we can't have a kid that rages like that. Because uh, he like hurt a kid. Like, not like the kid was fine, but like the kid got he caught. He probably had something. it coming. He did. <laughs> Definitely. Like, whatever happened to anybody, they had coming except Max. He was <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. Ironically, but he was the, being the most violent. Like, cause he just lost his shit. Uh, but it was like, he probably just, doesn't have a lot of other ways to express that if he doesn't know how to read. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a, again, very good way of putting it. Like uh, Izzy also, my two year old doesn't know how to read. And uh, <laughs> right? neither does my kid. And you, you, uh, I doubt, I mean, I, uh, whatever, I'm not trying to make you feel bad if they do. I don't think your kids have the current stage she's at of, expressing her anger mainly through hitting her parents <laughs> uh you know I'll, I'll i'll catch one every now and then like it's hard not to be like so cute like they do look so Shit, cute whenever dude. they're punching you i mean that the punches are cute uh my daughter will sometimes when she gets frustrated now she'll do the head bang <laughs> yeah like she has a bruise on her forehead right now oh yeah i'm banging her head so hard dude i feel bad for her but yeah. even that I'm like, oh my God, that was cute, but that looked like a serious one, and then it was. Yeah. Uh, but she's throwing headbutts to me too, which is fucking really hurt. And I think I've mentioned I chipped a tooth uh, from her head. 
Like I had my yeah. teeth kind of like gritted in a weird way. Mm -hmm. So when she got me, they like, mm. that shit fucking sucked. But no, she's not raging like your daughter. Just due to the inability to, wait, to read or to just not have the vocab? Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, it seems like a related thing to me. Yeah, I think you're like, right. Like, you, whatever you, do, like, have a limited means of expression. Yeah. Like, it has to come out somehow, and it's usually through physical violence. And, like, as you grow and mature and your brain develops, you, you know, find these other ways of figuring all this out because society does not tend to accept the, uh, the physical violence any longer. Yeah, and I think, like, especially, like, when you're a kid, like, uh, everybody has it as part of them the the parts of you that the superego says you have to repress uh the wild uh sexual appetites and the wild violent appetites really is what it comes down to and uh there are some people where especially when you're younger or when you look back on when you're younger but even now it's like their whole personality in many ways appears to be just a defense against that you know what i mean yeah like there are people who are just seem dedicated to just like never presenting anyone with the thought that they will ever have sex or that they will ever be violent or, you know what I mean? Which I, I get it. Uh, but it's like, if you can crack that kind of personality to the thing, to when, you know, what Freud called the return of the repressed, like comes out, it is kind of crazy to watch sometimes uh or to experience i guess if you do it yourself but uh this kid max his whole person he was a very timid southern boy you know and he was like a mama's boy just trying to behave well at camp and all these northern city slicker animals were just like the I worst feel for this him. kid dude. i agree dude. <laughs> i do but you hear me laughing man i can't help it i mean I, it's because uh, like uh i mean i don't know but i'm i'm at like I've never been in that situation, but like I've been bullied plenty of times. It's easy enough to imagine, like you know, even somewhat like uh, the the kid that was a uh, real little, like I'm just whatever you talk about this kid, I'm picturing the the kid at Excel who was like the only one my age when I showed up, the really really small kid, and like he wasn't. Uh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh he he wasn't like bullied like he everyone liked him you know like okay. he's just a okay. fun guy but like just, just oh that kind i got of like, it just uh, registered what just you like, just said yeah the fish out of water like you know just as like he, he wasn't meant for this environment oh uh, he was not dude. and i just i just imagine max just in this environment that no, he was not built the, for in any any way yeah, shape yeah, or yeah. form the kid at excel was just such a likable kid yeah no no one ever uh, gave him shit Why max wasn't likable <laughs> yeah no i'm 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 catching that too yeah I, yeah yeah no dude most of the time people get bullied like they've done something to yeah, uh just indicate the to the are, yeah. like to give a bully a signal of like hey me For and sure. like it doesn't make it their fault and it doesn't make the bullying acceptable but like we all understand how the world works yeah I, i've thought about like what would you do as a father if that was happening to your kid like beat up the other kid do like like Velcoro and true detective season two 100 percent. yeah that's pretty sick oh wait beat up the other kid oh no you gotta beat oh, up no. the other kid's father in front of the kid yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, 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 that, yeah that sounds yeah. better you're right and just you're be right. like this is because because of you like yeah. next time i will kill him <laughs> like that would be sick i uh, like because it's always uh the dog's fucking around to. again i don't i don't object to it do you want me to open the door
Uh, no, I want the. I want to. I just want. I open the front door. Let him fucking. <laughs> um. Now, just it's always presented in like uh, your, your sitcoms is like, well, I don't want to fight his battles for. Like, why the fuck not? You can probably win him. The kid's gonna be excited. Like, yeah, I don't you are know. not like. Obviously, some of the things you do have an impact on how your kid is going to grow up. But I think that people over focus on like, but what lesson is this teaching? And less are like they they don't have a sufficient amount of concern for like. Is this child in a safe environment where they feel good, like they can learn lessons, as opposed to just trying to survive? They're learning lessons no matter what. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, good like, lessons. If the the lesson, whatever lesson you're hoping for about, like, uh, you know, I'm going to learn how to be a strong, independent boy. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I, I don't know that they're going to get that one from being bullied over and over. I think that that's gonna, yeah, actually that's going to uh, tell them that they're the kind of person who gets bullied. And if you can just remove the bullying by some form or fashion, it seems like that's such a large good that whatever downsides are, you know, like. Yeah, but. Which is why I'm cold cocking that child. That's what, I don't know, man. It's hard. I guess I will have to think about it with daughters too. It's easier to think with hypothetical sons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, it's even harder to. to I'll hit a little girl though. I won't. Excuse me, sorry. No, I won't either. I won't, dude. I but okay. So I don't know. I'm realizing as we're saying this, I my parents never once uh, intervened in a bullying situation. Did, th did that feel like the right <laughs> call? I don't think I ever brought one to them, but I think because I knew they wouldn't. Like I, I don't think they would be like, "Boy, you better get out there and don't come back until you you fight those bullies." I think they would just be like, "Quit fucking around." Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, uh, but, and then I am like, you do kind of learn one way or another that it's up to you, like how things go, but is that good or bad? I don't know. Yeah. I, I had pretty, uh, limited experience with it. Uh, certainly more so than I think most people like expect. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> That's funny. like, uh, the, the, like, it was like seventh grade. There were some kids in like, we had homeroom. Like, uh, what the fuck is that? Like there yeah. wasn't a class, like no one was teaching anything. But I, like, yeah. We're yeah. just going to spend 20 minutes sitting here. Yeah. Homeroom um, was for hijinks, dude, for sure. But yeah. So whatever. There was some kids in the homeroom that was always uh, giving me shit. And there was, uh, I th have I told this story on the podcast before? I feel like I've already told you this. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was a dude from the, like I was on the football team and he was also on the football team. And like our coach gave like a big speech, how we're all a family. And like the next day he was like, fucking, he's on the football team. You're fucking with him. That's my family, dude. And like, you know, that was it. So I just like, no, that's uh, good, dude. yeah, no, he's great. I, like I would Friday love to find that guy and like, yeah, see how he's doing. Like, yeah. That's you know, good. Uh, but like, so yeah, I'd say that's like your ideal scenario of any, of, you know, like the fucking powerful helping the less powerful. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I can't uh, force another member of my kid's class to like uh, take that response. So I would think that a decent stand-in is just the fucking adult coming in and being like, hey, uh, you know, this person means a lot to me and I could definitely fucking wreck you. So yeah. I'll tell you, it's a good feeling when that happens. I mean, and that I, kid definitely could have fucking wrecked some people. Yeah, I remember there was like uh, in high school there was a kid. His name was actually Mike Mikey Jones, not Mike Jones. 
but he was like 18 years old and from Brooklyn, mm -hmm. like in the nineties, Brooklyn, but mm -hmm. like got basically like my neighbor from Maine, Brooklyn style. Okay. Like got sent yeah. down to live with his aunt, you know, and go to a better school in the hopes that it would reform him. And it did not. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was a huge asshole, man. And uh, he would at, hanging out by the dungeon, smoking cigarettes. Uh, he just randomly one day, I didn't do, I didn't say anything. I didn't look at him. I didn't do anything, but he was just wilding out. Like he, I just, the vibe was very aggressive. Like, I wonder now if he was like, maybe like in a manic episode or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, he just looked at me and he was like, I don't even know if he said anything. And he just punched me right in the sternum. Like he was a grown man. And this is like, yeah, I was 14. It's tough. Uh, it hurt so bad. I'll bet. Like I had a bruise for weeks. And I remember like I, there was a girl that knew him that was there too. Like, and he left right after he did that. And I was just like, what the fuck was that, dude? And she was just like, he, he trips like that sometimes. Like that's just, okay. Glad. he didn't do anything. It's just how he is Full sometimes. explanation, really helpful. I mean, I guess. And it's like, that's in her world, that was a full explanation, which is saying something but i remember being like damn like you know in goodfellas like everybody takes a beating sometimes mm -hmm. like i i remember being like i guess i you, you know i guess you just move on like i'm not gonna go fuck that guy up i don't think i could even get my friends to like all goop like group up and jump him like he's too scary <laughs> like, yeah uh and it's like i don't know it just really sucked uh versus like a year later I had made so many more friends. Uh, and Congrats. We were, uh, thank you. Uh, and we were by the dungeon again. And this kid that I was like good friends with that I smoked weed all the time, mm -hmm. uh, that kid Mikey like came by again and was fucking with us. And the kid who, you know, my new friend was big and basically like stood up for me and was like, get the fuck out of here. Don't ever, like, you know, yeah. and don't ever try that. Like, you know, this is my friend. Don't do that again. And like they had a, you know, a stare off and then he left. That's gotta be like top five feelings. Yeah, it's like, great. Uh, I still do like feel a connection to that guy. Like it, you're all right, dude. If you have the power to stand up for somebody, you really should do it, I think. Yeah, and I, uh, I think that the, uh, you know, like a parent standing up for a child is much murkier, but I still think that that holds true. Yeah, I do. Like if you have I, the power to stand up for someone, you ought to. Yeah, but you, I think this is the only thing I would put a wrinkle on as a parent. If I thought my kid had it in him to stand up for himself, I would tell him that first. Like, yep. I would be like, yeah. let's talk about this. You yeah, know, if there's a way uh, for them to solve it themselves. Yeah. But a lot of those things, you know, I mean, like, if it's a kid three years old, you or something, you know, like a kid, like, you're in sixth grade, they're in ninth or eighth. So, what would you tell that kid? You're going to go talk to the school? No, I'd tell him I'm going to fuck him up. <laughs> but you're not really going to hit a kid, are you? Fucking. Pretty well, jolly you, you got to there, go to shame something happened to it. I wouldn't do that, dude. No, of course not. I don't know. I it, it would probably depend on the specifics of the situation. I would find something. To... Because, yeah, I mean, I hear you on that, but then, like, you know, I just think about, like, when I think about... I, yeah, I think you probably got to give the school a chance. Like, the, the worst excesses figure it out, of... But I don't feel great. Do you feel great about... How many problems <laughs> did the school solve in your history with school no no never yeah i mean maybe for girls that i don't i remember in fourth grade like there was a whole thing with girls bullying too much and then i think they stopped they had to like bring in a counselor and stuff but nothing for me ever 
Yeah, no, uh, I, I can't remember a time that the school did something positive in my life. No, never. One time a kid and I were fought, literally fist fighting and the vice principal caught us and she was like, stay right here. You're going to the office. You're getting suspended for this fight. Like I need to go, you know, get this teacher to help me. Don't fucking move. I mean, she didn't say fucking. And I, in the like 30 seconds that she gave us, I said to the kid, I was like, yo, we're about to both get suspended, dude. I don't like you and you don't like me, but we don't want to do that. Let's just tell her we were roughhousing and fell on each other. We'll take this up later. And he was like, okay. And we did it and we got away with it. Nicely done, dude. Yeah. So that was like kind of a bond that the, the school brokered in a way. Nah, we never fought again. I'm not, I'm not crediting the school on that one. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, yeah, that's like, good. For that's proposing good. it that quickly. Yeah. Uh, but proud of him for accepting. You have a, a promising career as a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, dude, Max flipped out, man. And I'm saying sure. it, was, it was the return of the repressed. His whole personality was like polite Southern boy. Uh-huh. And this was just feral banshee, just like teeth and fangs, man, or claws or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that is what the janitor vibe was when he lost his shit okay it was like the the personality is gone this is just a a 40-year rage like that's been building up like of the the boy meets world scenario hard not to like uh put uh, your like (laughs) ideas on right like i bet he actually had a a fine life with a family who loved him and you know back then probably before the capitalists really got their hands on this economy who knows what kind of nice life he could have led as a no princeton high school no i know no he did just fine dude he was protected man that's like the climax of the story okay uh, i'm sorry i don't mean to but i just i'm just saying like you know you hear about janet i just assume that it's joker like it's the first half of the movie that's just his life like that's probably just whatever you talk about like guy rich i don't know i'm just dude my did i ever tell you my brother was a janitor i I didn't know like for like two summers at our elementary school, he went back, like, uh, I think in high school, like, for summer jobs. Okay. And he was he said it was the best job ever. I don't think that I would have that experience, but. Like, well, it's a summer janitor, so there's no like kids the in the school. So all you're doing, you're pushing them up for, you know, eight hours a day. You're only working, like, three of them. You know those kids that you would speak derisively about about at Excel, like during cleanup time, they would just kind of like push a broom and while oh, like yeah, try- yeah, that's yeah. me, dude. I'm I'm them. Oh man, that's I'm doing dishes, baby. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> uh, for a while, me and uh, I was about to use a, a very specific name. Uh, me and another kid got on the uh, the drying while you while you guys were on the uh, the okay. washing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were part of the part Drags of the operation a respectable for a little task. Bit. Yeah. Well, the big thing was, uh, and I think that we—it's uh, a great memory. Uh, he, uh, to initiate you into the like your initiation was the uh, the head dunk. His uh-huh. was uh, squeeze the sponge. <laughs> oh shit, dude! The hot ass sponge coming through Absolutely. the dishwasher. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like that's hardcore, man. It's hard. Holy I've, shit! I've it. I mean, it wasn't like uh, it wouldn't like leave like scarring. Your or hand something. would be red though. Uh, yeah, your yeah, hand yeah. will be a lobster. No, I mean it's fucking. What do you think that water was? It was hot, dude. It's probably it like steaming. overboiling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was turning into gas. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a big ass. That big yellow sponge. That's what I'm picturing. Or was it just right. a little one? 
Uh, I don't know. I'm picturing like a big sponge bath sponge. <laughs> you, just, you squeeze it, it's dripping down your forearm. Man, anyway. So the janitor is spazzing out, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he does like kind of jostle me. I don't think, I can't remember like, did he push any other kids or not? You know, was anything said or not? I don't really remember all that. But I do remember he kind of jostled me. And I pushed him and I was like, don't fucking touch me. Like get, you know, get off me, like something like that. And he was like, don't be throwing shit on the ground then, you know? And I was like, that's not even what Chad did. Like, yeah, they, no I mean, one I here didn't has. say that. I was like, I didn't fucking throw anything, you fucking asshole. And then, you know, basically he was like, yes, you did. And he had a, like a, you know, cause this is all, he had his whole station, you know, it's got the trash can, the mop bucket, the fucking broom, the mop, you know, the the cart that he's pushing. And he these things, if I had the hip mobility or the leg mobility that these mop handles had, I mean, it's full 360. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's wielding this what, thing. What a fucking, you're, you're <laughs> envious of the rotation of a mop. <laughs> am, That's the goal is this mop gone mobility. too far, dude. <laughs> Drop, I'm taking the away listener, the supple I'm not leopard. Moving my leg. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, dude, I got to tell you, I got a new book about being a leopard. It's Russian. It's this guy, Pavel. God damn it. <laughs> dude. Did he, you learn Russian just so you could read about fucking no, stretches? Dude, I've been, so I learned about Pavel like back in 2006, one of my roommates got, got into him, but I laughed about it then, but I realized now my error. He's this guy, <laughs> he's such a Chad dude. He's like, he was a Russian special forces guy, of course. And uh, yes. you see, you only need two things to get in shape, bro. Push up, mm -hmm. kettlebell. Okay. That's it. I mean, I would say if you just do enough push-ups, it's probably it. No, you got to do the, the hip swings. with the yeah, For the listener, I just uh, thrust my pelvis at TC. It made him very uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't feel great about it. <laughs> it, was very, it was involuntary. But that's that's what the kettlebell will bring for you. Anyway, so the book that I got by Pavel, is, the cover is just a leopard with him, like a drawing of a leopard and then a photograph of him. And then throughout the book, okay. the title is not Leopard, but throughout the book, he was like, we must emulate the leopard here. Like, I think it's just a cross-cultural thing. It's like archetypal, you know? Everyone wants to fuck the leopard. I don't want to Can't get enough. Leopard. Have you seen how supple it is? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so dude, back, back yeah, to this yeah. mop head with envious flexibility. So he just, he, he pokes me like kind of in the chest with the mop, kind of like Jamie uh -huh. at Excel would. Yeah. And I like push his arm, like, and the mop kind of like aside, you know? And like, I'm like, get the fuck off me. And then he like pushes me into the wall. And then I just basically like try to tackle him. Uh, but I, I'm not able to. So instead we're just like wrestling a lot. And then like we break up and he's like, get the fuck, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, you're fucking dead. Like, blah, 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 blah. you know, and then like by that point, you know, it's a whole scene, another teacher's there, it's fully broken up. So then basically they're like, get the fuck out of here. Get, you know, go, 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 you know, basically. So I go out to the dungeon and I remember like, I'm just smoking a cigarette uh like talking to my friends and i'm like am i gonna get in trouble for this and one of my friends was like for sure 
it's <laughs> like, you know, like what the fuck the why like you know what i mean i was like i'm a kid you know like and like maybe if i did if i was chat if he did this to chad maybe but i was just fucking standing there man and yeah. you guys all saw that and they're like true true we did and like they're my boys you know and i so we i had to go into the oh yeah so i remember like walking by the cafeteria after this happened like i i left the dungeon I went back inside and he was back in the cafeteria cleaning up and he looked so sad and sullen and not sullen, like despondent. Hard to feel uh, good about fighting with teenagers as a grown man. Well, but here's how like, I don't know, like fucked up or I don't really know. Like I felt bad for him. Like I, I looked at him and I was like, you're about to get good. fired, buddy. Like uh -oh. that sucks. I no, not like I'm going to get you fired. I was like, I know the feeling of letting my emotions get the best of me and screwing up and just waiting for what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, and I feel like you're kind of there right now. Like mm -hmm. watching him like slowly kind of be like, maybe, I was like, maybe this is the last time you clear a table here at Princeton High School for all you know. Like, not like, I'm, I didn't really want revenge like that. I just was like, I better not get in trouble. Yeah. But I did, dude. I got suspended from school. So how did they like even find out about this? Well, I mean, a teacher broke it up. Like, okay. you know, it was a whole fucking scene, you know, okay. outside the cafeteria, like a kid fighting with a janitor. Like it went yeah. around the whole school. Like everyone was like, yo, did you fight a janitor today? I, I may like, have. Here's yeah, my phone like, number. You know, you know. Uh, I was like, I'm wild. Uh, <laughs> and so they like acted like they were investigating it. But for real, I, I realized this is like a super villain origin story for like to become <laughs> serious. I know to, it's coming. I'm serious. To become like a management, you know, lawyer. Never again. <laughs> but for real, the, he was represented by a union. As well, he should they be. Were like, He's an American worker. Well, let's talk about this fucking kid. He's got all kinds of problems, we understand. Like he's been suspended all these times. He's got drug problems. Like, which I, you know, according to them, I did. And basically, so he didn't get fired. He did, because he was going to get fired. So now as a man, you know, as a labor lawyer, I know how these things get negotiated. Mm -hmm. So he clearly got bargained down to some kind of warning and a transfer. So he got transferred to the school, uh, like the school administration building where there were no kids. So he could not assault any more children. <laughs> Honestly, that's like that sounds great. He's probably that's, for the best, dude. Yeah, can't that's a union the working McDonald's well. Duty, like, dude. <laughs> I don't know. You guys were fucking with him, like. Yeah, but if they're like, this kid's got to get punished too, and then I get sent to fucking rehab the next day, and because they say I can't go to school anymore. That was the Palm um, Beach one. Yes, literally. Like my parents got back from London, and then I had to go to rehab that like was, you see what i'm saying because it was like yo you got to deal with this kid too like you, these I, kids uh, are a problem I, i'm not putting that on the union and and um, what's more uh you're not in the these meetings you didn't hear what they said 
Well, no, but what I do know is... I, what I know is that I grew up in an area where unions don't exist. Yeah. And uh, I had schools callously not investigate incidents where I wasn't really at fault and punish me over and over and over and over. Yeah, so did so I, dude. I I, I'm not sure union. that the union is the, the key ingredient here union, leading dude. to the, the kid shoddy... The union, dude. Yeah, the kid, we do. Students do need kids need unions more than anyone, in my yeah. opinion. I'm saying like, get this guy transferred. I don't really give a shit. But to be <laughs> I just like, wouldn't, I'm know. just thinking about the union you were describing after we stopped recording <laughs> last time. Wait, oh. wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, it wasn't last. It was oh, when we were watching football. Yeah, you were. Yeah, the, yeah. There yeah. was some kind of situation where. Yeah, for the listener, I have seen a union. handicapped adults yes. have a union. Yes, <laughs> but they get to like elect someone. Else. Like you don't have to be a member to leave. The union the, representative the, lacks the disability of the people that he represents. Yes, yes, and you would hope that he has their best interest in heart. I would hope that, but I'm sad. To report that it's not always the case, in my opinion. Well, you know, we're but, people, so I understood that. Well, also, all, all humans are flawed, dude. The complicated cases come to my desk, dude. Probably the union works well 99.99% of the time, yeah. you know, to hear everybody else tell it. So, you know, no one's going to hire a lawyer to deal with an easy, simple case. But it is just it's funny to, walk, to think one. of a, an eight-year-old in a suit walking into a negotiation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that is true. Dude, but we're going to be looking for some candy bars here. I'm just saying it went from like, yo, we're, we just got to talk to you about this guy to then being like, well, we talked to him and his union rep and, you know, like, I'm like, I had, I haven't talked about how I went to rehab, but the way I went to rehab, the school was directly involved. Like the, the intervention or whatever, you know, if you were going to call it that happened in the vice principal's office, uh, it, that is, you know, it kind of got there in a complicated way. Uh, but I'm saying, like, they were directly involved. They had already sent me to an inpatient rehab program because they caught me smoking cigarettes. A teacher said it was weed, so they had pretext to drug test me. So because cannabis, as everyone has known forever, stays in your system very long, you know, it just means that they've detected that you use it at all but they don't care. That's enough of a reason for them to take control of your whole life. So I went to the inpatient rehab, met all these cool kids who were like 17 and doing heroin, hung out with them all summer, came back to school, was just trying to fucking go to the cafeteria. My parents are in London. I miss them. I get assaulted by a janitor and they're like, yeah, one of these fucking out of control kids is back at it again. I fail a fucking other drug test and I have to go to a real rehab this time. It's a pretty fucking easy linear progression for me to, to draw it out. So it's not the union's fault. It's the, the cooperation of the big government, the liberal nanny state, you know, forcing medical care on somebody, pathologizing a kid who honestly somebody should have asked me, why are you so upset? Uh, but nobody ever did. And, you know, instead I go to fucking West Palm Beach with adult like crack users from, you don't know what Kensington is, but we got to watch that documentary so that you do. But I'm saying like, this is a real rehab. Which with, documentary? Like, about Kensington in Philadelphia. It's okay. like this wildly, it's like Amsterdam and The Wire, okay. but they're all white. So it's, maybe they're not all white, 
but it's like you know like the town in boston mm -hmm. but it's like much much worse anyway my point is like mm -hmm. this is a real real ben affleck begs to disagree yeah, yeah yeah i was the for sure i don't mean to besmirch kensington uh or the kenzos uh but I'm saying I was the I was you of this rehab. I was the youngest kid to ever go there. Yeah, I I, I don't want like uh, I feel like the you, based on your tone that uh, you feel like you're talking to someone on the opposite <laughs> side of a large divide, and uh, as as a fellow victim of more or less like you know the, switch out some details, the yeah. same process. I feel like we are on the same side, and there is no divide. I, agree, I dude. merely don't wanted worry. to quibble lightly with the union's role. I know, and I do. They played a small, small part. The like, if you want to fucking, you know, have a sympathetic ear to bitch about how school systems are fucking here to fuck up kids, like, let's do it all day. I feel like we've done it for well, fifty episodes. I, now. I think it doesn't help that they were kind of. It, that was really my last interaction with Princeton High School. Then you know, as we've kind of alluded to, I ran away from that rehab for good reason, and also because I'm a crazy guy. You know, like I'm. You know, it was a wild decision but i tried to go back to high school when i came home mm -hmm. mostly just to see my friends mm -hmm. uh and this the school was very clear like the terms of you leaving the school are like you you know we decide that you're better uh or you can't be here you know and i think if my, yeah no I, I i did not have a place in public school i mean i think i said that in earlier so yeah. yeah at the point at which i arrived at excel it's not like if i had wished or like if me and my parents had wanted me to continue at the school that, that would have been an option well i think like uh because there were kids at excel if my parents had been so inclined which they weren't or if yours had been uh i don't know if you could have like forced your way into a, a specific school but you definitely have a right to a public education. And yeah, the, no, you know. it's just that it would have been special programs. Yeah. Like I that mean, was that was what they were saying. Like you, we there want to was put a, in special programs. There was a kid at Excel whose mom sued his school to pay for Excel. And the lawyer who represented the school was the parent of another kid at Excel. That's insane. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. And you know both of them. I can't One wait until we we're done recording. Is the guy we hang out with or don't hang out with anymore. Okay. But did. Uh, Hope to other, again soon. What? Yeah, I, I was thinking about that too. I'm ready to bury that there is not a hatchet, but the one that I've been imagining is in my fucking back. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone has a hatchet it. anywhere. I don't think yeah. there's a hatchet in this story. Just three guys who like hanging out with each other. Three guys. Oh, anyway. Uh, dude, how long have we been going? I thought we were doing this. Yeah, this I mean, I, me uh, without the word, well, what? <laughs> you say this is going to be a while? No, I said this has been taking. I mean, I think that we're at a reasonable time, and we we had made a pledge before to each other before this episode that we would try and make more reasonably sized episodes, mainly for our mutual sleep schedules. Yeah. Just the times that we start recording this. Like, I don't know. I can't be fucking going to bed at two every night. Me either, man. Um, so you know i mean we don't have to like end it right this second but i, I think it's at a reasonable We're winding down it feels okay. like uh you've told your story i think i have i mean i feel like i'm ending it on a bad note with our 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 terrible disagreement it really wasn't that bad oh yeah but so then my you know when i went to that rehab oh yeah my parents were in london so i ate mushrooms like the they were gone like it was in between you know that time how'd it go 
Uh, so I like, I think it might've been that same day that I fought with the janitor. Then like after school, I was just hanging out with my friends. You know, it was, might've been a Friday. Like, you know, like I said, I was staying with the next door neighbor. They didn't really care what I was doing. Uh, and I had a key to my house. So I think I was like, I'm actually going to go sleep at my house. And they were like, okay. Uh, but I was just on mushrooms and I just, I remember like smoking a cigarette in my Where'd house. Where'd you get them? Just a kid at school sold them to me. Where'd he get them? I don't know. Maybe his older brother. We got him. Wouldn't you love to know the chain of every drug? And they came in film the canisters. Like he had a bunch of film canisters. I recall them. drugs getting get, like yeah, just like a film canister full of little mushrooms, like dried, you know, the little dried stemmy ones. Yeah. Uh, the shorter ones are more potent. People don't understand that. They think that you want to get the big boys. If we're talking about the same amount of they weight, visually look, you the, want the you know, smaller ones. I think penis envy is a good name, yeah. you know, because it it is like it's a you want you think you want that that big one, but yeah, I agree. Uh, but no, I mean they, I definitely like was doing something because um, I like uh, I was smoking a cigarette and the way the smoke was like billowing, I was like, oh yeah, that's another dimension. You know what I mean? Nice. I was like. I think I can see time. Like, I remember thinking that. <laughs> and then, but you know how like when you eat mushrooms, sometimes like as they're kicking in, at least for me, I get very sleepy. Uh, like I rarely Not fall usually, asleep, no. but like I usually curl up, put my hood up, kind of No, I really back. don't experience that. So that happened that time and I, I just kind of, I think I just fell asleep or I just like laid there in the dark and, you know, had a regular trippy night. Yeah. Uh, and then... You know, then my parents came home and they're like, what the fuck? What is this? What the bloody hell? Uh, <laughs> and they really <laughs> took to that in a short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, and then it was like, I think there were like guys who just kind of like trolled around. Like there were all kinds of like in the 90s, like parent support groups for like bad kids. Mm -hmm. There was like a bunch of kids that excel. Their parents went to them like. You know, I think the rehab that the high school made me go to told my parents, like, you should check out one of these meetings or something. Mm -hmm. Like, they were called, like, I think Tough Love was the big one. Ugh. And, uh, dude, it was the best. Harmful so, phrase. I mean, yeah, I know. It, it's, it's a, the whole philosophy is awful. And what it really comes down What's to, I think. What's good for your kids is if you abuse them. Well, no, it's like, uh, it's more like just leave them alone. So it's like, it's for parents whose, like, kids are like, you know, they steal the TV every time you let them come home because they're addicted to heroin or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, stop letting them come home. So like my big thing was my parents would give me rides a lot. You know, Cranberry's like 20 minutes from Princeton mm -hmm. and that's where I was hanging out mostly. So I would call my parents a lot and be like, I need a ride home and they would pick me up. So I think like their big takeaway from, from Tough Love was- He should uh, walk home from doing drugs more. I've done it. I, I definitely walked from Princeton to Cranberry multiple times, which is like a 10 mile walk. Uh, 10 miles? I mean, it's something. I mean, eight Jesus maybe. Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, I like to walk. Uh, it wasn't my, I, dude, I hitchhiked. But this is before too, a you uh, read Supple Leopard. True. I hitchhiked though, old school. Pretty wild to think about these days. Uh, but if they're not going to give me rides, dude, I mean, this was like kind of implicit. I didn't like, I don't remember negotiating this. But it's like, you can't really be mad at me for staying out all night. You know, like you're, you're tough loving, you're, you're going to bed. It's not your problem. Okay. So basically I just hung out with my rehab friends like all summer or, you know, just my boys. 
and I would basically kind of tell my parents where I was, you know, every 24 to 36 hours. Uh, Sounds but delightful. It was the best summer of my life, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, tough love is the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Uh, but I really, I, I don't know for sure. And my parents get weird. Like they don't like to talk about it. So I can't ask them too many questions, but I'm pretty sure there was a guy who just kind of trolled around the tough love meetings for the rehabs. And because it's basically like, oh, these meetings are ground zero. Oh, you have a kid with problems. They're probably doing drugs. That's probably the actual problem. You have insurance, don't you? Okay. I know what they need. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure that's how the like Vox did an article a couple of years ago about the like the West Palm Beach rehab racket. And it's like a lot of them come from the Northeast and it's just, you know, banging out the insurance plans, you know, for as far as they'll take you. Um, you know, and it was a, it was like on the beach in Palm Beach. Well, not at first. It was in Lake Worth, Florida, and then you had to move up to to be on the beach. And uh, I was just so like paranoid. Like they let you go on the beach and everything? Like you yeah, could you could go to the beach. You would have. Swim a little? You would go. Oh, yeah. But I didn't really like to go that much. Like I, when everyone went on the big outings, this was like a thing with Excel too, like where you would get mad at me for not being grateful. Yes. For yes. going to the mall and stuff. Uh -huh. Whenever they're dangling stuff in front of you, like the rewards, just as much as you have to teach yourself not to be phased by the punishments, you have to teach yourself not to want just because you're being taught to want you know what i mean so when they're like if you're sometimes good, they just offer good stuff and i do like good stuff i know but i i agree and the balance in my life sometimes is i like, won't apologize uh, for liking good stuff i've i've kept good stuff out of my life i think because of this this attitude but i definitely would do that i would that would be like fuck that i don't give a fuck about the beach dude i'm from new jersey dude we i beaches. hear what you're saying i would love to go to west palm beach now yeah uh but that's what i'm saying i was in lake worth well, the Palm Beach County documentary made me get the impression that West Palm Beach is just an open fucking sore on the face of the planet. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Just it, the, dude, it's got some pretty gritty areas. Yeah, yeah that's that's we, the areas highlighted whenever they're describing where the victims come from. Yeah, yeah, dude. The, this dude and I, we like snuck out of an AA meeting that they it's made like us the go Palm to. Palm Beach police chief being like, "Fuck it, West Palm Beach." Yeah, you could just go buy heroin. Babies I mean, shooting up crack and yeah, shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, I mean, I, you know, I didn't see any babies. But definitely this guy and I snuck out of an AA meeting and we were just trying to buy weed. Uh, and we were just walking around like into whatever part of Palm Beach we were in. And this old guy, like he was like, what y'all doing around here? And uh, like, it wasn't like training day. Like he wasn't intimidating us, uh -huh. but he, he was like one of those like, you someone's go, going you to go back now. Yeah. Like, he was like y'all don't want this yeah, get out of here and we were like we're good he was like well at least tuck your chain young man you know like to the guy i was with uh -huh. and i remember the guy his name was anthony and he did tuck his chain <laughs> good good it was like you're good. kind of a bitch but you know i would also yeah uh but fucking that's when i ran away was i was about to move up to the beach like to level two uh but they extended my my time from 30 to 90 days and I ran away like at day 29. I think I like flipped out, you know, partially from hearing that. But a lot of other stuff was going on. I think that would have been well. tough for me to hear as well. Yeah, definitely. Kind of similar to that Excel learning. You know, you're not leaving it around the 18 month mark. Yeah, I mean, that it's was very, like uh, one of those things where like, I feel like saying it's going to be an extra 60 days 
is the kind of thing where like you can process it enough to be mad. Whereas like I don't know what eighteen and twenty four months is. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I it, the like weight of how bad this sucks is so strong that like I can't have any other reaction. Like I'm just fucking. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, all right, but I'm like uh, at least for me, like I thought I was leaving at month. I think fifteen. That yeah. and then I found out. So I did know. I'd yeah, been through yeah. it, and I was like. This Dude, is my I mean, way we, out. we talked about it. I, you know, we, we had a whole episode. Yeah, yeah, I had the yeah. same experience. I'm familiar with the. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I thought you were referring to a corollary of the experience, but I might have misunderstood you. Oh, I was talking Maybe about your Palm Beach. Like you were saying, whenever you were about to, be, like you were supposed to be 30 days and then they made it 90, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was a good time. Maybe we'll watch Hanging the MTB True Life episode of it one time. That would be nice. Yeah. I looked up the website. It's closed now. That's probably good. And you know what's messed up? This is very like X-Men, New Mutants. The The rehab was called the Center for Alcohol and Drug Studies. Ooh, don't like that. I was like, who the fuck is studying? Yeah. Who's yeah, studying yeah. who? Let's, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Feels like I'm the subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. It was called CADS. How about somewhere that's like focused on helping me? Exactly, rather than like dude. fucking picking me and, apart and they did because when i googled it i saw they eventually did change the name but it still showed up under the name i had uh, yeah whatever you, uh, sorry no that's all i got uh whatever you uh say you know like no one at this school wanted to ask like why is he so upset yeah i don't know i'm sure this is like another episode but why were you so upset man i think i was upset for a lot of reasons but the school sucked, like, overall. Uh, it just wasn't a good place for me to be. I think I was just an angry kid. I didn't feel really listened to most of my life. I had a lot of anger issues, kind of like my boy Max at camp. Uh, but, like, my response to being bullied was more adaptive than his, you know, at least in the short term. But basically burying a lot of anger, I think. I was angry at my parents a lot, uh, angry at the school a lot. I think uh, I am a very different person, like statistically. Like, uh, you know, I've been sending out the Aspie quiz to everyone I know. Oh, yeah. The Asperger's online diagnostic quiz. No worries. Uh, if you do take it, I'm interested in your results. I will results. take it. But uh, I've been surprised. A lot of people where I kind of like, you know, we all joke, oh, I'm autistic or whatever. Like when they send me their results, they're, they come out as normal. And this is just a guy online made a quiz. You know what I mean? Like, it's not uh, God diagnosing anybody. I mean, God is also just a guy online, though. <laughs> I suppose. God is working through all of them in many ways. And we have to treat them. We have to see the God in them, in the, the guys online. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I spend a lot of time online. I'm, I think I'm coming to an end of my online, my very deep online time right now, though. You know, because I am getting a job. But anyway, my point is, yeah, I was pretty angry, I think. I think I was just very angry because I felt very un misunderstood. And uh, I felt like when I would try to just do my own thing, it was like people didn't like that. And then when I would try to, like, do what they wanted me to do, they didn't like how I did it. And my reactions to that were always very, you know, strong. And then it, it very quickly, it was much more of the secondary thing where mm -hmm. just the, the, the behavior was a reaction to a reaction to a reaction, 
you know and uh even now probably the fact that i'm stammering a little bit you know shows like i'm not sure exactly what i was angry about but i definitely was angry and i think i still am a lot of the time uh but yeah i think i felt like unseen unheard or seen and heard but no one cared they just wanted me to be what they wanted which was different which is very rage inducing yeah at least for me yeah yeah uh you know i think that's why like uh, i didn't get bullied that much i mean i did get bullied but and i did spaz out too but uh especially verbal bullies dude i it's almost like uh i liked it dude i like being confronted with things and like uh it's almost like uh it's a license to let your limits down a little bit and just let out more aggression than you normally can it's not a very pro-social way of going through life though and you shouldn't say it out loud very often so maybe <laughs> i shouldn't have said it on a podcast but i don't think i really have that anymore like uh when i now that i have people in my life that i love and that love me uh i don't like dealing th with them that way and like sometimes like you know with my wife or whatever i can definitely like criticize her harshly but i find it to be a good sign that like i feel bad even as i'm doing it and i basically retract it pretty quickly usually these days you know versus like i can remember a time in my life definitely at excel also excel when you became strength you did have a license to kind of uh take out your frustration about being at excel on other kids like and there were kids who did it very obviously yeah no I you know can remember them doing it to me <laughs> i believe you and i think you would have been a pretty not easy target but like a a target of opportunity like yeah just that like you know when i arrived being the youngest kid like you know it's kids much older than me and you know yeah like yeah just there there's just a lot of things like about life that you don't really have figured out at 14 that you kind of do at 17 yeah like, I just think kind so. of like being able to work the system a little bit yeah 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 and yeah kind of be opportunistic yeah. yeah yeah you weren't that no i had no opportunity Tunism is a 14 year old yeah if i did i probably wouldn't have ended up there i think that's right and i don't think i would like i'm not talking about i wouldn't like bully you i never bullied you at excel i wasn't like a bully like that like that no nah, you did refuse to proofread that paper but <laughs> i don't remember that uh, <laughs> really that's funny there was, it was like, it was due the next day. I mean, whatever, like the next day. I'd, I'd gotten other people to proofread it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but it was like, you were the clear cut, you know, like smartest guy in school. Like if I really want this paper to sing, yeah, like I'm, sure. I'm going to need some editing, <laughs> the editing hand of Alex Stevens. And I'd been, I'd been like pestering you about it. Oh and, man! Uh, I, I wasn't under the impression that you were enjoying the repeated requests. <laughs> um but like i think i had a shift before yours okay and okay. so like i left it <laughs> like on the table with like a note <laughs> like, hey man uh you know here's that paper i was telling you about um and uh you just wrote on the paper tc you are a gentleman and a scholar alex <laughs> that's it that was the full feedback that's what i felt <laughs> I'm like, man, I left with the impression he didn't even read this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I can't say I remember reading it. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. You know, what was the paper on? I don't remember. See, I mean, you were a smart kid. I knew you were going to do great. <laughs> I, I think I did fine on that paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not saying I was one of these kids that would be a dick on purpose. No. But sometimes you would be yelling at a kid for like, not you, but like, I'm thinking of. Oh, certainly. You know, me. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, just the fucking all people. Yeah. Sometimes you find that you're leaning into stuff in ways that horrify you. Yeah, yeah, you're like, whoa, uh, that felt good. Yeah, probably <laughs> yeah, shouldn't yeah, do that then. Yeah, it's not good that that felt good. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, it was more stuff like that. Like, Boy, I can really abuse these people. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you know. I think for 2022, some more classic life skills will be good. Yeah, uh, I think uh, we've got some good stuff in store, man. Um. I just had one final question about the gender thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I so I one of my like what another like big ex, it's not even like a specific memory, but you you applied to get get into Rice. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that was in the process of you apply. You know, like every high school student has this thing. You know, where like they've got their their target college. Uh, and they apply, and then they got to go through this waiting process. Right, yeah. It, it felt like we experienced that collectively. Like, certainly sure, the administrators yeah, yeah, yeah. were, like, just thinking about the kind of fucking mansions they could build if they could tell <sighs> parents they had a kid they put in rice. Yeah. Like, you, you could you could feel that in the air. Yeah, the, definitely. Just the rubbing hands together. Rubbing we hands. get him in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I remember asking you about it, and you... Uh, like I, this is before it came back. You, the, the, spoiler alert: you did not get into rice. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, and still, like I continue to feel like rice. Like, what else did you want? These are some impressive test scores. The, the test scores were good. I think they were freaked out by Excel Academy. It was reasonably so. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I remember asking you like, do you think you're going to? And you being like, no, probably not. Oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> and it was because of like, I don't. It might not even been that strong. It might have been like, if I have a worry, it is. And it was like your record. And I thought that there was some kind of story about like uh, cops banging on a door. Yeah, yeah, that is the the actual. But I felt like I'd mentioned another time. You were like, well, I hit a janitor. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the, those are two completely different okay. incidents. Yeah, yeah. So we're, did did you get any kind of like criminal record from the janitor thing? No, I okay. don't think so. I mean, okay. no. The, the police the police were involved in the intervention where I went to rehab mm -hmm. because they were looking for me because I had eluded previous attempts to you know intervene and get me to rehab. So basically, my mom came to school and was like, I'm taking you to the doctor or maybe I'm taking you to lunch or something. Mm -hmm. But this is where I'm telling you, dude, I mean, for me, very early in life, I there were times when I didn't listen to my inner voice and I regretted it. And I, I really do try to listen, even if it feels crazy. Uh, and sometimes it helps, sometimes it is crazy, I don't know. But uh, I was like, okay. Uh, and it's, it's not like my mom took me out to lunch all the time. Uh, but she was like, I was so in the thing high school parents could do. Yeah, that, it did happen, you know, and I don't know. When I was in like elementary school, they could bring you lunch. No, they couldn't. It wasn't a brink. She was like, I'm coming through the neighborhood. 
there was never you know, like a, I'm gonna pick you lunch. up. We'll be back in time for fifth period. Yeah, it was something. It was weird because I remember being like, "This is weird." Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, my, you know, her demeanor was weird in the car. Like I was like, something's off here. She made a weird turn, and uh, I was like, I'm fucking out of here. Like I was like, I it, it flashed faster than the speed of language. Like to say the sentence they're taking you somewhere to send you to a program that takes longer than it took to realize all of that yeah like i just immediately i was like i'm go i didn't know what an intervention was but i was like it's that yeah uh so i jumped i like i didn't jump out of a moving car, jumped out of the car? <laughs> i did jump out of the car but it was stopped like it was out of light or something i think it just booked it booked it yeah so we were in between wow. princeton and cranberry then and like i said i had a lot of older friends from the inpatient rehab uh-huh so there was this dude from baltimore who lived up in new jersey with his dad uh but then he had friends who were even more degenerate than so this dude was like 16 or 17 uh and he got arrested he and i got arrested that summer but i only got detained because i was so young mm -hmm. uh and the cops i had a half ounce of weed that i put like in by my balls and they didn't find it Nice. So I was just sitting in the police station with a bunch of weed in my face. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, dude. Uh, but like, how did they not smell it? No, the car smelled like weed anyway. Yeah, uh, and you know, they the guy had heroin and you know, like needles and shit. So they were like okay. much more pumped about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, so he knew a bunch of dudes that lived in a in a in these Hell apartments. Yeah, we're gonna save these people by <laughs> sending them to jail. I know this is what the Princeton High School was like. This is what you need to do to get your life on track. Go hang out with Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like uh, anyway, so I I like called his friends. They had apartments. Like he, they were like I don't think I don't know if they were like Saudi Arabian. They were from the Middle East. Okay. And they were like older teenagers or maybe even early 20s. Uh, and we would like hang out at their apartments and smoke weed. And so I was like, fuck it. I'll just go hang out at one of their apartments, you know, and just kind of hold this over. And then my mom like pulled up on me and was like, I'm sorry, you know, I'll just take you back to school. And I did want to go back to Princeton because, you know, I wanted to connect with my friends uh because the apartment guys were not really my friends um so like i got back in the car and i was like okay and then on the way there i was like wait a second <laughs> like, like, god damn it i was like i, think, I was like no nah, this is like she's still acting squirrely like the, the intervention is clearly just moved like locations so uh jump out of the car again Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would just uh, roll the stop signs at that point, lady. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, so I, I, we were in Princeton at that point. So mm -hmm. I like got out and I'm like walking around like uh, uptown Princeton is, you know, it's, it's like down, it's what you would consider downtown, but it's called uptown. Okay. Uh, so I, and I see some of my boys there and they're like, yo, everyone's looking for you. Like, you know, like the school has been like, where's Alex? Like if you see him, talk to us, like da, da, mm -hmm. da. cops are looking for you. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what the fuck is going on, dude? You should turn yourself into the police. Like, and I was like, fuck that shit, dude. Like, and they're like, what are you going to do, dude? You know? Not that. And I, I was, yeah, exactly. I was like, not be a bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know? And they're like, well, you know, like you can't, because I, I was like, 
kind of in the back of my mind, I was like, I could probably stay at one of my friend's houses. And then I was like, oh no, like the only people I know who don't live with their parents are those guys, you know, the apartment guys. And I don't really think I can live with them. Uh, and it's not, so it's like everyone of my friend's parents is eventually going to be like, they're going to be like, uh, you know, Katie's parents. Yeah. Like, they're going to be yeah. like, we side with the adults, dude. They, you have to do what they say. So I was like, fuck, that, I got nowhere to go, man. I better go back to school, like see what's up. So, you know, we all just kind of walked back to the high school. And then there was like two cops, the vice principal, then like the principal in charge of my grade or whatever. You know, I don't really remember how that How works. many fucking principals? They got Dude, it was a shit. whole fucking show. You fucking and then, Northeastern bureaucrats. <laughs> I know. And then like, I think a teacher. And then my guidance counselor, maybe. Jesus. And my mom. And uh, yeah, and we all sat in the vice principal's office and they explained to me that I was going to rehab in Palm Beach. Uh, you know, it was very, it was for the best. <laughs> and then uh, I got on a plane that, no, 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 we, we went up to the airport, my mom and I. That no, day? no, no, that was Excel. Yeah, I got on a plane that night to Philadelphia. For Excel, my mom and I went up to the airport in Newark at the hotel. Yeah, I've already yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that night then You went you just your parents drove you to Philadelphia to fly my mom to Florida. Did. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. they it was pre nine eleven, so it was like get the ticket at the airport. Yeah. And that's where the they better screwed. time. Yeah, definitely. Because that's where they screwed up because I got the round trip. And so then when they searched my bags, I got to the rehab. I've looked this up recently. December third, nineteen ninety eight, at like two in the morning. Okay. Uh, because a space shuttle launched from Cape Canaveral, like right when I got there. So me and this heroin addict who couldn't sleep because he was withdrawing from heroin, uh, just went up on the roof and just watched the space shuttle. Like you could see it. That's fucking tight. Yeah, it's pretty wild, right? Like it's, it's a, it was the first space shuttle to dock to the International Space Station. You witnessed history. Yeah. And uh, so that dude was cool. He was from Philly. His name was Sean too. Uh, and he was like an English teacher. And so he was like, he liked that I had, you know, I'd read some books and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and could talk about them. And no one at the rehab was really talking about books that much. So he liked hanging out with me. But everyone else in our house was gay, except me and Sean and then this other guy, Eddie. And Eddie actually, I had like stoner radar or like drug person radar already. So like in the airport waiting for the plane, I was like, that guy's going to rehab with me. And he was <laughs> like, you know, it was that's that an solid. impressive achievement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, so we were all in this house with these, these all, everyone else was gay and they were older. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought they were all cool guys. Like they were all pretty nice. But then one of the older gay guys blew Eddie, the straight guy who was like 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, Alex, you great. have to get out of the gay guy house. So they put me with all the teenagers from Kensington which mm -hmm. was so much worse yeah. and so much like, not that being with gay guys is dangerous, but it was dangerous to be with like these urchins. Uh, and that's where it really became like more like jail, uh, which was not- I'm like, getting incensed for me. just thinking about- <laughs> It was a wild scene, right? Just all you fucking, no, not you, you know, you've, you've, you've chosen to come down here and I appreciate I, that. I prefer it down here. But I'm just, I'm just saying like, yeah, they, they, they deem to inform us about how we ought to be living and, and I agree, constructing dude. our society. Yeah. Whenever they got these fucking gangs of roving street urchins fighting <laughs> each other in yeah. all their schools. Sending them to rehab in Palm Beach. Yeah, dude. Uh, 
fucking whatever you figure it out you can tell me how to do it doesn't doesn't feel like we're close and they're worse now but yeah i agree it was so that's why I basically i ran away i think it was a combo of like a couple of those kids really wanted to fuck me up because i was beefing with them like because one of them it was he i was letting him bump cigarettes and then eventually i just said no like mm -hmm. you have to start buying cigarettes too mm -hmm. and then it was we kind of had an on-site uh okay. or at least he told me it was on site you know didn't want and to find out whether or not he meant it i didn't really care honestly like from him but there were other beefs from like more deranged people that but he was like the direct enemy mm -hmm. and then there are these other two kids from kensington uh and they were so fucking dumb and just sometimes dumb people don't like you if you're not close to dumb i am like, familiar with that yeah yeah, yeah i know you are yeah and so, you know the notorious B.I.G. song, uh, Give Me the Loot? Absolutely. Okay, so I hope I'm not, maybe this is a revelation. You know how it's like a two-part vocal? It's both, both vocals are performed by the notorious B.I.G. I don't know if you know that. I think I knew There's that. like a high-pitched vocal and then his regular vo vocal. And yeah. it's, like a, it's like a younger guy, almost like a, a mentee or an apprentice. He's more hyped up and he wants to rob everybody and biggie's kind of the cool player being yeah, like y'all chill you know this is but you understand it's they're both biggie right i think so they didn't get that okay and they were looking on the tape it was my tape uh-huh uh and they were trying to figure out who is the feature on this uh-huh uh and i was like there's no it's not a feature man it's it's biggie and they're like no are you the they, they like looked at each other like this motherfucker <laughs> <Look at this. laughs> yeah. and they're like have you heard it you know what i mean and they're like that's a different voice and i was like i know but they're in a studio like they can do things to the voice like it's not a feature there is a feature on this album method man look it's right there they write it down when it's somebody different mm -hmm. they didn't write it down here like look who wrote the song read the credits motherfucker it might have been a max situation like you know they couldn't read uh but anyway it's like so we got in a little scuffle over that mm -hmm. and it got broken up but it was like that was kind of like a brewing i don't know if it was an on-site but that was the one i didn't want to find out because they had jumped other kids and yeah. we would do fight clubs at night like just move all the furniture away but i would fight kids like closer to my age and size and they were not in my bracket so like I wasn't really worried about the kids my age and size. I fucked a kid up in Fight Club one night. Really? Uh, yeah, and he did spaz because I tore his old Navy painter carpenter jeans. Oh! I grabbed the painter's. <laughs> There's gotta be a line somewhere, dude. Well, fuck, bro. I mean, why are you wearing them? You know what I'm saying? What do you got they in those look pockets? Great. <laughs> he might have had a screwdriver in there. I had to search him. <laughs> could have, could have. <laughs> but I ripped him, and they were like his favorite jeans. Those were cool yeah. ass jeans. I mean, back I, then, I dude. assumed that they were. That's an on site, dude. <laughs> you ripped Absolutely. The... <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to hit you just thinking about it. So I'm saying, like, so I was about to get fucked up by somebody, and I was hoping it would be like at least just one person, not like the two kids that were bigger and, you know, yeah. maybe powered by the rage of illiteracy. Uh, but then they were like, good news, you're moving up to the beach. And you know, That's you, great you gotta have, well, I thought they said that, but this was right after they were the ones that acted like after this dude blew Eddie, the rehab got homophobic and they were kind of like, I got the feeling they were like, what the fuck? We had the 15 year old in there, like get him the fuck out of there immediately. 
And it was like a very, like, I was kind of like, what do they know that I don't like, you know, cause there were, those dudes had sexual issues, dude. They were very open about it. Uh, and they were open about some of the comments they made, but the straight dudes were worse. Like they would make comments about me being like small in a creepy way, uh, like a jail way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The gay guy, I liked the gay guys, but so anyway, they Whenever were, I got to Excel, and I, I know this like is wider than just Excel culture, but it's not like it's a universal thing where if you make this joke to anyone, they know what you're saying. I would say it's a minority of people, um, but much wider than just the Excel circle. But I've been, I've been thinking a lot about uh, the hold my pocket line of humor. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, like it's, uh, you know, for, for the people outside the circle, it's a, it's a prison bitch thing. If yeah. you're trying to demonstrate visually which someone is your bitch in prison, they just follow you around by holding their pocket. It's a very me, emasculating act. I mean, I get that. And it certainly is coded that way. But to me, it also always illustrated kind of the abject interdependence of like leadership and dominance, you know? Because if somebody's grabbing your pocket, it's not you easier are, to move around. You're so constrained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's a great point. It's like, it, I've always been like, are you as cool as you think you are? You know? And then they're, they're always like, shut up, bitch. Grab my pocket. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've never held someone's pocket. Yeah. Uh, no, there wasn't actually anyone holding anyone's pocket. Oh, they Excel, did it on the jail tour. But though. there was constant, like, you know, Oh, they fucking, did hold my pocket on the jail tour. I went on. Pocket, for bitch. sure. I mean, I feel like I've asked you this before. You went on a jail tour? Yeah. I, we definitely have talked about this. They did a little bit, little hold my pocket. I mean, not. Was did, this just like everyone was running through at the time? Because yeah. I, I never went on a jail tour. I think that there was maybe three jail tours given total in the time I was there. Yeah. So, yeah. Basically. It's the, just once Aspen took over, it was something. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the things you that stopped. You were on stopped. the tail end of jail tour. Yeah. 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 Well, Because there's a kid that got there like a week after me. He got sent on one. So why did they step them back up, though, when the kid, you know, got it? You know, I don't think it was step one. back up. I think that like it was that bad. It was that extreme of a situation. My understanding is he had a real tough time at the school. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that does make sense. Because yeah, the, so the jail tours were like when I got there. It was like uh, if you went on a private personal jail tour, that was a big time punishment and more of like a no one really knew what went on there. And they basically did insinuate that you may or may not be sexually assaulted during that. Absolutely. They wanted you to think that yeah. that was something that could happen if you didn't listen to them. Turned out that that was right. <laughs> I mean, it, it I, I don't think... Like, I agree. They don't... They didn't... They were like, oh my God. Like, I believe that they were very surprised that the thing they threatened with maybe happening actually was a possibility and did eventually happen. Yeah. But isn't that funny? I mean, anyway, yeah. So mine wasn't like that. It was like uh, every new, the girls didn't have to go, but like they would basically wait until like there's like a critical mass of like five new boys. Okay. And all the new boys have to go to do their jail tour. That's so that's wild. the one I went on. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So that at some point, I, mean, yeah, somebody I would bet the that they're kind of like just, it's a lot of it's for show. I mean, all of it's for show, but you know what I mean? Well, yeah, like the individual ones where they would make you do workouts, they would make you clean the whole cell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like ours, we didn't have to do any of that. Yeah, it, it was just we got yelled like at. Yeah, you, know. you know, I always think of like, uh, yeah, just basically, you know, 
you're stop fucking around. <laughs> like, you know, just a bunch of Thanks people in advice. jail yelling at you. But I do remember, dude, this was like, it's funny the little things that stick out, you know, how like class and, and work and, you know, social stratification, the existence of the troubled teen industry as sort of like the alternative to jail for a certain socioeconomic strata. Yeah. They knew that in the jail, like intuitively. I bet they could sniff that out pretty easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so what this one, the fr immediately when we got there, we're all lined up, like getting yelled at by, they're called like trustees. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're actually like the more well-behaved inmates or like they've gotten privileges. It's literally a privilege to be able to punk around the jail tour kids. Was this, it wasn't Huntsville, right? It no, was this was like Montgomery whatever. County. Yeah, Montgomery County Jail. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, and so he, he goes, let me see your hands. And he made all of us hold out our hands and he's like, flip them. And he like looks at him and he's like, that's what I thought. Ain't none of you done a goddamn day's work in your life. Look mm, at my ostentatious. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I was like, I'm, I'm 15. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know like, why the fucking drama major is telling me this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, we dig holes all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So then they, they phased out the group tours and then it was like only individuals. So I guess that's more when you were coming on the tail end of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even the individuals. Yeah. Like that know. was fading. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to the gods of private equity. Yeah, you know, I appreciate them for that. Force for good. And do not appreciate them on other things. Oh, well, that's why, dude, we started out, dude. I can close the loop, good. dude. I Go can close it. it. That's what I'm saying. I've been worried. <laughs> didn't even look Mexican. <laughs> yeah, we, I closed that one. I know. Uh, I've been worried about the, you know, the, the capital moving into the psychedelic space, dude. Is this the profane moving into the sacred, you know, da, da, da. But I think it's neutral, man. You know, I was worried. Like, is this Silicon Valley? I worry. That I think it's worth worrying about, dude. But I also it's worth keeping an eye on. But but, but it's, <laughs> that's great. What are you gonna do? Fool for yourself. You're keeping an eye I'll, on it. Do you want to know? I'll tell you my, my big theory right now. Do you want to know it? Yeah, dude. This will be good for everybody to keep an eye on it. Uh huh. Anyway, I feel like you were about to crack a joke. Maybe I stepped on it. No, no, I'm just like it's good to keep an eye on it. Dude. Silicon Valley, dude. Like, all I've been gonna, doing since you're just gonna step, guys. This is a little too far out. Just yeah. saying, turn around. Basically, go back. like when Hillary talked to Goldman Sachs, it was like, knock it off. Yeah, I you know? one uh, <laughs> don't think that that was actually effective, and two uh, <laughs> don't think that you're Hillary. I that is true. I did realize a lot of what I've been doing has just been keeping an eye on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to what end? I don't know, dude, but I keep an eye on it. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. So I feel like the capital has moved into the cannabis space. We know that. Obviously. And I actually see that at work in the edibles and the concentrates. Uh, you know, if you like them, God bless. But I feel like, uh, you know... Cannabis is a very, uh, I think, yin. It's a yin plant, you know, very feminine, mellow, mellow plant. But if you do like a hard dab, it's like they took in the yin yang, you know, you got that little bit of yang in the yin, just that little bit of masculinity in, yeah, the, in the uh, yin plant. The dot, you know. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel like the dab is just all of the yang, like fully concentrated, that's what, like, you know how it's like, you know what I mean? Like when you do like a hardcore dab. I don't dab, dude. Have you never done like a, like a for real, like a hardcore dab? 
No, I've never done any dab of any kind. Really? I don't want to. Okay. Well, I yeah, I, I don't like it either, dude. I, it's very yang. It's like, and I think that's because it's cheaper to, you know, press the plant and make the concentrated and distillated and, you know, all whatever technical terms. But the, the way, you know, when you look at the way drugs get shipped when they're illegal, it's like if something's small and easy to pack and expensive by volume like that, like that makes a lot more sense. And, you know, put the, the shake that you can't deal with in a bunch of pre-rolls or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're making a lot more money. But I do think it has been bad, or it, it has not been entirely good, even if you're, you love dabs, uh, because, like, the edibles have gotten, there's, it's, like, very difficult to find an edible that is not made with concentrates. And it's different. Like... I mean, yes and no, dude. Fucking. Well, you can make your own. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But that's, most people aren't doing that. I'm saying like in well, most of the it. commercially prepared edibles are using concentrated cannabis. Yeah. And I think that has a real effect on the populace that's using them. Like it's a much different energy than if you like, you know, a flower ass brownie or whatever. Like that's. Not cripplingly so. I, I know what you're saying. Bro, there is I had a fa- Dude, I'm mostly going off when I had the, the thousand milligram brownie. Well, if you was... take a thousand milligrams of anything, it's not going to be good for you, dude. I agree, but. There's like, if you take another non concentrate kind, I can you guarantee can't even you take a thousand bad. milligram brownie unless you are made using concentrates. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I guess, well, I mean, it was a homemade thing, so it was definitely not. I have no fucking clue what the milligrams was, but my worst experience was just something I made. And I was very early in my re entering marijuana use, and I did not understand the dosage. And. Let me tell you, brother, that was a bad time. Yeah. The edibles can be tough. No, I don't think it was because it was concentrate, because I know it wasn't. You know, you're making a good point. I mean, I've had those experiences, too. And my overall point is to say, although I was worried about if that. If there's anyone who's, sorry, I don't mean to coach you. Oh, no, no. All I'm going to say is I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty neutral on all this stuff now. I feel like it's like there's a lot of people on Twitter or whatever, at least if you're in paranoia Twitter. That are like, you know, this What's is paranoia Twitter. All of it. It's kind of what I loosely, you know, earlier we were talking about, you know, you follow Jason Horsley and then you hit <laughs> yes to everyone yeah. that gets suggested. All the people that thought that, uh, you know, like uh, horoscopes, that Travis Scott was sacrificing those people exactly. for horoscope reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for horoscope yeah. reasons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so like they really don't like anything touching on Silicon Valley, California, the government, and psychedelics ever, which I understand, you know. I also understand. But my, my overall point is like it is a neutral thing. If it was an evil thing, the people that were doing evil things with it like would have been more successful long term. No, it's it's annoying to me. Like, you know, I, I think about a lot of that stuff as like, it's all very personal. Like, the experiences you have on it are extremely fucking personal. So, like, just the topic in general, like, you know, a lot of emotions, a lot of, like, you know, some amount of, like, self-identity stuff tied up in there, you know? Yeah. Um, and so to think that, like, it's being branded as some fucking, you know, like, this is what uh, Jack from Twitter does. Like that yeah. infuriates me whenever I start thinking about it. But like, but that's how regular people get it. Ever that's the only way they can get it. Like it's on LinkedIn. There are like today's top articles on LinkedIn. Like the new psychedelic microdosing. I like know. And whatever. like, 
on the one hand, like obviously, like if you if you explain it as like, you know, fucking the rest of the world is coming around and agreeing that there are uh, practical benefit, like isn't this hypothetically what I wanted? But now that I'm getting yeah. it, I fucking hate it. No, yeah, it, it it does frustrate me. But I know I'm not joining, you know, paranoia Twitter and being like, this is a nefarious like MK Ultra Part Two. Yeah, uh, no, like, I, I think it's you know the decentralized MK Ultra that we all live in. But I don't you think like a on the microdosing thing, if you're microdosing like more than once a week, to me it's like after week two or three. I mean, I've never done that. I'm not really a psychedelic guy like this. But, you know, like... Uh, I just think that microdosing doesn't have a real fixed definition. I think yeah. it means a pretty wide variety of things to a large amount I mean, of it has to end up just being like coffee, like to me, like just like a mild stimulant. Like unless you're actually tripping. I mean, I think that like, I think we've probably done this on the podcast before, but like uh, I think that Stamets is telling you don't take it in amounts that uh, like you're even like really feeling anything. I, I, I think that he's yeah. trying to make the point that like it's not about like being a little bit high all the time. It's like the chemicals in this are good for your like fucking neuron regeneration. So like take it. Yeah. Well, that may be true. I mean, I'm not saying he's wrong, but that's he he's he's uh I don't think most people think of it that way. The trends. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like I don't like I then I don't know what the, I just I the whole I mean, you know my feelings on it. I'm sure the podcast audience does too. I rant about this quite a bit. It just seems like a bunch of people that don't really know what they want from life. For sure. I hate it. Well, dude, I like after we, you know, last summer or is it two summers ago now? Yeah. Uh, you know, the psychedelic summer. Mm -hmm. um, I think in many ways, you know, how we joked about our friend liked washing dishes so much after Excelli tried to get a job washing dishes and he was like, it's just not the same. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. I think I did that in a, in a few ways. I mean, not exactly, but I ended up doing acid with some normal guys, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, I don't think they're getting from this what TC and I got. Like, you know, like not that we're better than anything, but it was like Yeah, I mean every everything's it, different, you it, know. Like, it, yeah. Exactly. Like it's like it's not, not some to, cure all. It's probably yeah. good that everybody had that experience, but they're all basically the same guys a year later. Maybe I'm the same guy a year later, you know. I don't think so though. Hard to say, but yeah, no, uh, that's, that's that's not my that's not my feeling. Yeah, mine either. Uh, but it's just I don't know. So I, I think my hope for like the psychedelic revolution and like everyone falling in love with each other, you know, whatever. I don't think the age of Aquarius is upon us, um, but I think it's probably for the best. Because of Travis Scott, he's keeping yeah, it back. That's probably true. Mm -hmm. uh, well, dude, you know, I don't mean to give away the game, but you were in the studio before, like that horoscope song, you know, that mm -hmm. we were working on. That was about Travis Scott. I mean, a lot. I'm not. It's not about Travis Scott, but I purposely did write it to have a lot of ambiguity because I kind of like free, like that people freak out over that ambiguity. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, that's cool. So I think for the listener, if you're new into music, music coming, you know, well, it, it's closer than it's ever been. <laughs> that's always true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. All right, man. Good up. Good times. How how long was that? <laughs>